Welcome to From Doll Square to Where. Um, it's a different one tonight. It's our first uh, sort of fans phoning type format show, and uh, really looking forward to it. Got some really good guests lined up. Uh, before I go live um, with the first guest, I just wanted to really say um, and put out there my appreciation to everyone on Twitter, my whole entire Guna family who been very supportive to me lately um i can't say enough how appreciated i am uh, about all the the well wishes um and i just wanted to to say that before i do anything else because it's meant an awful lot to me uh at the moment so thank you ever so much each and every one of you um who sort of gave me your your best wishes it's uh, really appreciated now We've uh, had a fantastic FA Cup win. Um, other stories that have come out today regarding the club. Lots of transfer talk and rumours and so on and so forth previously as well. So let's see what the first guest wants to specifically talk about first. And that is Melvin. How are you, Melvin? Yeah, fine. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. No what problem with what can you say? It's just euphoric still. I know we had some we're bad news today about the club. Timing was a bit strange, I thought. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, what do you want to concentrate on, Melvin? I'll leave it entirely up to you, um, you know, which sort of subject you want to talk about first. I don't see how you can't talk about the manager. The coach, uh, the manager. I'm you so glad I said that, yeah. You I cannot have any talks about Arsenal without mentioning him. No. He's the, uh, the soul of the club at the moment. Absolutely. Without him, we would lose our soul. That's how important I think he is to us. We've yeah, seen totally a slow, right. slow improvement of the play, the way we play, the way individuals play, the way we play as a team. I mean, it's just... I mean, there was a question. Someone asked a question um, I heard yesterday, I think it was. Would it have been better if we had got Arteta a year earlier? Yeah. What's your thoughts about that? I don't think it would have been. I think he's... I think he's just come at the right time. I think um, he, he's got that little bit of a year's extra experience with Pepe and working with the Man City players. I think he came into a situation that he knew it couldn't get any worse because he watched us the week before he signed when they murdered us 3-0. It could have been whatever you want. And I think he learned a lot from that. He saw our weaknesses from before day one, if you like, when he was watched us at the Emirates yeah, on the yeah. Man City bench. I just think it's marvellous. I really do. And uh, I'm just thinking that all this money being allegedly splashed around by all these clubs, I think we'll be in a situation soon that we don't have to buy the 60 million player 
because our manager, I reckon, can make a 25 million player into a 60 million player in a very, very short period of time. Look what he's done in six months. I so, agree. It's, it, the turnaround has been nothing short of uh, of a miracle, really, has it? And it's just a, I can't speak highly enough of the guy. I, I love him more and more every day, really. It's just... Um, I've said this before, and I do apologise for saying it, but I think the, the, what sets aside um, a good manager from a truly great manager, which I believe that Arteta is, I, I still believe that people are underestimating him a lot. I think he's better, better than even a lot of our fans think. But I think what separates him more than anything is the, the, the ability to change a, not just one player, but a whole team's mindset from being what was basically a bunch of losers into a bunch of winners in such a short space of time. It's just phenomenal. And I think that is the the real key to making the difference between an, a, a good manager versus an, an elite manager. And th- th- there isn't a single player, I don't think, who has massively improved on the pitch. Because I think the, the tactical side of it, the way he sets out the team against certain um, clubs that we've played so far it's, it's the easy part for Arteta I think the the off-field stuff that he's had to deal with regarding um, a team that was just literally sliding down towards the relegation zone just a matter of months ago is the real sign of a true true great coach I and think that go on I'm sorry Andrew I think you're right I think not only are the players winners but the manager's a winner We've seen that very, very quickly. And some managers are fantastic, but they just can't get their team over the line. This guy's exactly. done it at the first attempt. So that's another plus. And also, similar to what you've said, not only does he make players better, but he gets the best out of them. Mm. The effort level is so, so good. Exactly. We, we all know, and there's no point in going on and on about certain players aren't quite going to be good enough going forward. We know that. But he, he, like you said, he has undoubtedly got the best out of them. And I, I don't think they could do much more with some of the players that have been on the pitch. Yes, we need some upgrades. Um, but it's just phenomenal the way that he has turned around to, to show um, the, the, the players' strengths, individual players' strengths and hide their weaknesses. It's incredible. I think if he ever gets into a conversation with a player and he wants to bring them to the Emirates, I think if a player's 50-50, not sure, he sits down with Arteta, I think he signs on the dotted line. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I I 100% agree. Now, listen, just quickly before I move on to the next uh, caller, let's have just a very quick uh, chat about the news that came out today about the redundancies. It's such a a shame. (laughs) The timing of this just coming in so hot on the heels of such a brilliant day for the club. It's such a positive day for the club. Just um, just briefly, what, what, what have you got to say about this? Well, I thought something out before. I worked it out. Say, for example, and I'm just throwing figures in the air here, Andrew. 30, they, they average of £30,000 a year they earn. That's one point. That's £1.5 million, pounds, yeah? Hmm, exactly. They're going to save on the first year. But against that, they said they're going to make redundancies. So it's going to cost them as well. So they might only get a million seven fifty savings, right? So you've got rid of... All these people for 750 grand, when they bid for a player 31 million and the other club wants 32 million, they'll probably give it. Mm. That's what the thing that I can't get in my head. It's like, so, like Arsenal is two different entities. There's the playing side 
and there's the office and the other side and it's a shame really it's it a is shame. A, it is a massive shame and uh yeah, it's it's difficult to defend the club at all about that, and um, the owners just are such a shame that the way that it's come round. But um, yeah, it's hard to know. We've come from such a high a few days ago to to that news today. It's, it's put a bit of a downer on things, hasn't it? Sort of moving forward. But they do say that it's not going to detriment the the team on the pitch, and. I think that, unfortunately, that's all that a lot of the fans think about um, is regarding that. It's going to be looking out every day for, for signings and so on and so forth. But it's, it's a great point that you made there about um, the difference between a £30 million signing and a £31 million signing. It, it does, no one would bat an eyelid at that, would they? <laughs> no, not so, at all. Great, great point, Melvin. A really good point. But yeah, thanks ever so much, Melvin. And um how can people get hold of you on Twitter? Because uh, everyone should be following you, Melvin. That's it. It's Melvin. The only way is Arsenal, Marks. Easy as that. Great. Thanks again. Fantastic. Speak to you soon. All Thanks again, Melvin. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. Right. Quickly move on to the next caller. Great points there from Melvin. You must go and follow Melvin. Uh, Melvin Marks on Twitter. Uh, great guy. Let's uh, see who next is next up. And that is... Richard, how are you doing, Richard? Very well, familiar, thanks, mate. Another familiar face. Yeah, not not bad at all. Uh, you okay as well? Uh, yeah, not bad at all. Thank you for asking. Not bad at all. Well, um, a great weekend, as we all know. Um, yeah. What a high that was! I think it was one of our most important wins, if I'm perfectly honest, and it was one of the most sort of rewarding wins um, on Saturday. Um, and I just want to quickly point out before you move move on to your points, but then. What are the top four? Just remind me of the top four teams this this season. <laughs> well, obviously, you know. No, seriously, name them. Name them. We well, are obviously Liverpool, Man City, Man United, mm. and Chelsea. Great. And what's our last four results against each of those? Yeah, I know we've beaten them all. We've beaten them all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, that, that's another. Just adding on to what we're just uh, discussing there with, with Melvin just now about the turnaround that Arteta has made. Beatable, I, I think mean, we only conceded two goals as well. Yeah, exactly. We've beaten the, the last four games against the top four. When was the last time we did that? You know, you name it. I, I mean, I can't. I can't even get my head around whether we actually have done that in living memory. You know, so I'm still, even if we don't make any signings in the summer, God, we all hope we do. We all hope we do. But even if we don't, I still think we can push for top four next season based on... Our results under Arteta since January. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, go for it. What, what do you want? What, what do you want to just discuss particularly about the weekend, about signings, about the news today, the world yeah. of your oyster? Just a little bit of everything, really. I mean, obviously, um, from my point of view, I thought the the FA Cup final Saturday was one of the most enjoyable that I can remember, um, and that includes ones when I've been in a stadium. I just the whole day was just amazing. Obviously, the the performance they put in and it's going to be a cup final that will never be forgotten just because of the circumstances of it all anyway um, and the fact that it's us that's won it makes it even better but like you said it's one of the most important victories that we've had in a long long time because if we'd lost that game been out of Europe um, and now with obviously the news that's come out today as well in terms of the finances of the club I really think we would have been looking at a, a really difficult um, few years coming ahead um, so I do think that that was a massively important victory for us. And to do it in the way that we did as well, I mean, it was just brilliant, wasn't it? The way we played as well, apart from the first 20 minutes, we was a bit nervous. But after that, it was brilliant. And 
I think Arteta's proved himself, hasn't he? When with the water breaks, um, the way he's, he's got the team together in them water breaks, and every single time he's been a break, nine, usually we've improved straight afterwards, um, immediately because he's got into mm. them and he's, he's given them instructions which they've managed to carry out, and it's been virtually every single game he's done that, and Definitely. that's just great to see, isn't it? I mean, he's, he's a proper coach, isn't he? I can't remember us having a coach like that probably since George Graham. Actually, he was he was a proper coach as well, wasn't he? Well, um, yeah, and funny I think you say that. I think I think he, he more mirrored people go on about him working under uh, Pep Guardiola uh, mm. and what he's must have le- uh, learned from him. But I see him more as a sort of a George Graham type of manager, don't you? Yeah, no, I, I do. I think he's he's gone about it in the right way. George Graham did the same, didn't he? When he came to the club, there was a, a few kind of big name players who maybe wasn't going to be the future. He quickly got rid of them. He worked straight away on making us harder to score goals against, make us more difficult to beat which is what Arteta's done as well. And obviously, George Graham as well got the um, won a, a trophy in his first season. So there's, there's a lot to compare with Arteta. I mean, I think Arteta's obviously got a lot more modern ideas, hasn't he, in the way he wants to play yeah. football. Um, and he's obviously got a lot better players, I think, now than when George Graham came into Arsenal. We had a lot of young kids who hadn't even really been tried at that point. Um, and he, he brought in a lot of players from sort of lower leagues, didn't he, and built a team through that. Whereas I don't think Arteta's going to necessarily be, be doing that. But... Um, I can certainly see similarities in their sort of the way that they've come in and the impact that they've made and the way that they've done it. And I mean, oh, I love God. Arteta. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't overly enthusiastic when he first, um, when he was first appointed. I thought we needed someone a bit of a bigger name. But to be honest with you, he's completely won me over. I'm sure he's won everybody else over just with, um, with what he's produced, with what he had when he came in. What a mess we were in, you know, on mm. the pitch, off the pitch, everywhere. It was a mess. And he's come in and within a very short space of time, he's not only kind of sorted that out. He's actually got us to win a trophy. I mean, just it's just amazing, isn't it, really? Incredible. It is. I don't think he can get enough praise, if, if I'm no, no, to be honest. I, I don't. To me, he's manager of the season for me, just because of the turnaround that he's produced. You know, I mean, obviously, Klopp's won the league. They, they've had a great season. Um, but they were already they were already an established team. Man mm. City have had a poor season for by their standards. Yeah, they've won the League Cup. They could win the Champions League. So Pep will be in with a shout. But again, they've got an established team, haven't they? Exactly. You know, I mean, Sheffield United, obviously, you know, their manager's done a great job with what they've done this year. Wolves again, but that Wolves have had mm. a settled team as well. But you think what Arteta's come into in that short space of time, the, the improvements that he's made. I mean, he's got to be in with a shout he, of, of manager of the year just on that basis, really. He's not going to get it. We know that. But, you know, I just, I just feel as though he, he needs to get recognised for that, really, because he's not going to get it, I don't think, from the people that, that vote for these things, is he, unfortunately? But maybe next season might be his year to get it. You know, a full season, we'll see what yeah. he can do. But I'm really optimistic. I mean, Saturday was brilliant. And I haven't really stopped smiling since then. But you did just touch on it before, didn't you, about the news today that's come yeah. out of the club, which um, I, I do think there's a little bit... I think the media have hyped it up a little bit too much. I mean, a lot of the jobs that's gone are jobs that are no longer there in, in the retail sector when the shop shut, didn't it? So there's a lot of jobs gone there. There's a the match day staff, people that work in the stadium, the stadium tours, all these sort of things that can't happen. And it's more them sort of jobs, isn't it? 55 jobs, which is a lot of jobs, obviously, and it's a shame for all those mm. people. But I think they're just jobs that just unfortunately, because of the circumstances we're in, them jobs don't exist at this moment in time. And no, unfortunately, no. that's it's happened in other in other other companies are the same. You know, a lot of people have lost their jobs, haven't they? And it's really it's really a shame what's been going on. Uh, but I do feel as though, you know, the media are trying to push it all on Ozil. Ozil's earning this. So we, we're going to be buying players for this. But it's a totally it's different it's side of the God business, God. isn't it? It's, it's the retail and match day side where the, where the, um, where the redundancies have come. Because, unfortunately, they're, they're the two sides of the club at this moment in time. 
have just suffered the most, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Well, and I haven't seen who's... Uh, all I've read is the club statement um, because obviously I've been at work yeah. today and I haven't had a chance. I don't know where the list is of people. Where, where, where are people finding out what who are, who are actually been affected by the redundancies? What, what's members of staff? Well, no, I mean, I, I haven't seen any any list. I was just kind of going off the fact that obviously the, the, the shop at Finsbury Park recently shut down. So I'm, yeah, there's going yeah. to be redundancies there. I don't know how many people was employed in that shop, but some of them might have been reallocated elsewhere. But that's going to have been a, a factor, isn't it? And obviously yeah, match day staff. Fun. I mean, I, I've heard a few things today. That obviously, the match day stewards, the people that work in the stadium, the stadium tours have been off as well. So... It looks like it's going to be more them sort of jobs, as a, maybe some office jobs as well, possibly admin so. type, yeah. type roles, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Which you know, it's it's unfortunately it's happening everywhere in the country, isn't it? You know, people are losing their job right, left, and centre, unfortunately, because things have shut down for four months. And well, they they didn't they, they guaranteed that that the match day staff will continue to be paid for a certain period of time, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I can't remember when the date was because they actually put a date on that, and I can't remember when that date was. But I mean, how it, could how could anyone you know expect expect to carry on getting paid to to be a match day yeah. member of staff when we haven't got any match days? We haven't got matches, and and we don't even know, do we, next season yet whether fans are going to be in a great I'm assuming probably not in actual fact because of the situation now seems to be they're locking down more things so the chance of there being fans in the ground certainly this side of Christmas I think that's very unlikely to happen um, so I mean I thought that's the way it is isn't it you know it, it shouldn't and um, you know from from the club point of view it, it's a business as well isn't it you know they've got to operate they've got to make make money they've got to be able to operate and, and pay everybody that needs to be paid at the end of the day the, the playing side of it is separate to the sort of match day staff and the retail and all that kind of stuff, isn't it? It's, it's separate, really. It and is. and although it's it's really sad that when anyone loses their job, it's horrible and it's difficult. It's a difficult time to get other jobs at the moment as well. So I really feel sorry for them. Um, but unfortunately, it is the nature of where we are. And I just hope that um, it doesn't affect the club too much in, in the overall plan of things on the pitch. It shouldn't do because it's a separate it's a separate thing, isn't it? You know, yeah, where, where yeah. The, the money for the players come from, from the sponsorships and the TV money and stuff like that as well, isn't it? So um, I'm hoping that it's not going to affect Arteta's planning too much. I mean, it might do. I just hope that people don't go over the top. If we, if we buy a player for £50 million now this summer, which we might well do, that people don't say, oh, well, Arsenal made loads of people redundant. Every single club in the in, in Football League is going to be making people redundant. Staff yeah. are going to be made redundant. Office staff, shop staff, whoever it is, they are, unfortunately. And Arsenal is no different. We've just come out and announced it early on, you know, probably because the furlough scheme's changed now in August, hasn't it? And it, part of that maybe is involved in it. We've just come out and announced it. A lot of clubs won't probably even make a formal announcement. So it's good that we've done that because at least everybody's... Yeah. Everybody knows what's going on. I think there'll be some clubs that won't announce it, but the reason that they won't want to get the stick when they spend eighty million pounds on a player, yeah, and I think exactly. at least Arsenal have come out and done it and, and announced it and said this is what we've had to do, and I kind of respect them for that really. And it, you know, we don't know exactly which jobs have gone. I'm, I'm assuming it's not Meza Özil's job. Um, I'm sure that he's probably quite safe. I mean, <laughs> along on, with a I'm few sick, others, absolutely sick to death of hearing that guy's name. Yeah, in any way. I mean, it needs to be sorted out, doesn't it? That's, at the end of the day, we can't have this situation going on. And every single time anything happens, like today, the first thing that happens is the media put Meza Özil's name in, Meza Özil's wage in. You know, no one's going to say oh, that just... when when Abamian gets 300 grand a week contract in the next couple of weeks, if he signs it, no one's going to turn and say, "Well, Abamian's on 300 grand a week." They'll just accept it because he's a different player but exactly. you're right I'm sick of it now and I, I just feel that we need to sort that out get him off the payroll 
whether we sell him, whether we pay him off, whatever we do, it's got to be done this summer because we can't have this dragging into next season. No, every single, exactly. every time something happens to this club, it goes back to Meza Ozil. It's Meza Ozil, this Meza Ozil, that Meza Ozil on three hundred and fifty grand a week. It, that oh, no. needs to be gone. It needs you to be gone because it's it's bringing us all down. It's a negative vibe and it's making people jump on the bandwagon, isn't it? I mean, I've had messages from people today saying, "Oh, Meza Ozil on three hundred fifty grand a week, and you're laying off all your staff." It's like, well, <laughs> these these are going to be jobs that don't look, no longer exist. Unfortunately, yeah. being a footballer is a job that still does exist, you know, for, for better or worse in some cases, but it does. And footballers uh, are never going to necessarily be out of work, the top ones, are they? So. Exactly. And, well, we can go on about it for ages, can't we? But <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, well, I, I want to be positive. Come on. I mean, you know, I know that's, that's, that's a bad bit of news exactly. today. And it, exactly. I feel sorry for everyone that's involved, but it's been a good week for Arsenal. It's been, it's been a good few weeks, actually, when you think about it. It's been a good few months if you're look at what we've done since lockdown really for the team on the pitch you know and, and we need to be positive about what's happened now and obviously the future and enjoy what, what we've done we've won the FA Cup fantastic that was you know to see the players celebrating the way they did with the manager there's a great bond there isn't there yeah. that's something that we can yeah. all be, be proud of I think and let's just hope that Bamiang signs that contract because he's so important isn't he 60 goals in the last two seasons he's got I mean that's amazing Incredible, in a team that's yeah. been generally struggling as well. It's not like we're, we're a top team that's winning every week. You know, if he it, played for Liverpool or Man City, he'd be scoring a lot more, wouldn't he, probably, with the well, chance that they get. Yeah, so what he's done with us is incredible. We need to get him signed a contract. We need to get this, this sorted out. We need to get the players that we need him for now. And But I agree with you. I, I think even if we don't sign anybody else, I still think we've got a great chance of the top four next year, just on yeah. Arteta's coaching ability and what he's the extra he's got out of all of them players. I do think I'm actually quite hoping that we might get Willian. Actually, I know he's not necessarily the most popular signing, but on a free, you know, yeah, he's wages, but he's probably not going to cost us that much over the sort of two years or whatever. I think it'd be a great addition for us actually yeah. with his experience for the young players. So I'm kind of hoping that we can get that. It's not going to cost an awful lot of money. It'd be a good starting point. We need some experience in the squad as well. You need young young players and experience, don't you? And I think Definitely. it'd be a great well, signing for us. So if we get that done in the next couple of weeks, that'll be brilliant as well. Yeah, well, we'll leave it with that positivity. I, I agree. Keep, carry yeah. on watching. We'll, we'll bring up the uh, the Willian situation and stuff in a short while. But uh, I've got yeah. obviously got a few more people lined up, but I'll have to move on. But really appreciate yeah, no that, Richard. Some great points no, no, there. Always and good to talk to Andrew. Always, definitely. Always. Likewise. Likewise, Richard. And I'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, no worries. Take it easy, mate. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Yeah. Take care. Right. Well, that was uh, the brilliant Richard, um, and that's uh, get him on Twitter. It's at Guna Rich B, and I'll move on to the next caller. Uh, some really important, interesting points there, as I'm sure you will agree. Johnny, how are you, pal? Hello, mate. How are you? Thanks for having we, me on. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming on. It's uh, pleasure. always a pleasure, and. Uh, it, like I say, it's just such a bummer, isn't it, today? Because so much positivity. But let's just... I mean, we, we're 14 times winners of the FA Cup. It's such a great weekend. I mean, how are you feeling uh, after that, first and foremost? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I haven't been this happy being an Arsenal supporter in a long time. I'm, As you know, I'm old school and the FA Cup is a major, major trophy to me. Yeah, me too. It's changed for me. I think it's changed... Because certain fans and modern day fans it's changed for, they feel that it's not as important what it was, it's still the same to me, it's still the biggest trophy or the oldest trophy, whatever you call it, I love it, I love winning it and uh, I love competing in it, um, as I say, and we've done it again uh, under a, a really good manager for me as I say, I, I, I'm really happy with Arteta, I like the work he's doing I like the positive, uh, positivity he's bringing to the club 
Um, I think being an Arsenal fan now, we've got a little bit of, you know, it's something to be, look forward to in the future. Be excited. You know, yeah. I'm not saying we're going to go and win the title. And, you know, some people say, oh, why not? Why not? But, you know, we've got a manager that could push us on. And, uh, you know, we should be looking forward now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm totally with you. I love the FA Cup. And uh, I, do, do you know what? I, I wasn't um, sure what to expect with the, having the FA Cup without the fans in the stadium at the weekend. But to me, I, I really still enjoyed the game. I don't know about you, but it's uh, clearly, I'll never go and say, uh, you know, we don't need the fans. Of course we need the fans. It's always a big thing. But I, I was surprised at how much I was engrossed in the game and enjoyed the game as I did, really. I mean, I know it was nervy, but um, it was still had that sort of bit of magic about it to me. I don't know about whether you felt the same. No, I felt exactly the same. If not, it, Actually, to be fair, it made no difference to me whatsoever. Um it's apart from me just not being there myself. Um, but sitting there, I felt exactly the same. Um, I think sometimes in some matches, I think it's actually helped Arsenal. Uh, not yeah. having fans there as well to some degree. Um, you know, but um, yeah, it hasn't it has made no difference to me. I sat there, I enjoyed it. We were up Fintry Park uh, in one of the pubs, uh, T Birds, I think it was, and um, it was it was just fabulous. It was a fabulous day. We thoroughly enjoyed it, and. Um, yeah, I'm not being funny. I know there ain't no fans there, but when you when you've got the volume up and that and you're watching that green pitch, it didn't make any difference to me. No, no, me neither. Now, what's your thoughts about um, Willie Ann? Because I've I've had a complete U-turn on the on the situation. I'll just tell you quickly where I am with it because I was even up till maybe sort of yesterday. I was really unsure about it, but I read um, or listened to. I, I should say. Um, the David Ornstein podcast. Oh, no, no, I read it. So it's his, his column yesterday. And I read his column. Uh, and it said specifically in that column that uh, Mikel Arteta is the one that really wanted to pursue Willian. And that, to me, just completely changed my mind because what I was well, worried that, about more than anything was the Kia Drabchin situation and blah, 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 and whether we were just being sort of, he was being pushed onto us, etc. But if it's true that it's a, it, Mikel Arteta specifically wants him, then I've got no issue with that at all. And just quickly, what I'll add, a lot of people are making a big point about um, this, the length of his contract being three years mm. and uh, Cedric saying it's a weird signing, four years. Because we've we've signed them on those length contracts, it doesn't mean they have to stay here for that length of time either. I don't think we can lose on either of them because they're both free signings. Yes, they've got a decent salary as a result. However, if it's 120 grand a week for Willian, I don't think that's too mm. bad at all, really. And I think in a, in a in a year, 18 months, we have no issue with with selling uh, Willian to to the MLS, for example, or to China, mm. and and and. With regards to Cedric, I don't think we can lose at all because he will undoubtedly be bought by a Premier League team in a year or two's time if we wanted to get rid of him then as well. So I don't see the issue really uh, with the length of contract anymore. It just suddenly dawned on me. What's your thoughts about it? I think it's fabulous business. I think uh, what I like and what people have got to realise is Arsenal haven't just got to go out. And that's been no offence to Pepe. It's, it's took him a little while, Pep. 72 million. I mean, there's definitely a working class pro, you know, it's progress there. It's clear that we've got a footballer, but you don't have to go and spend that kind of money. What Arteta is doing, and people forget, 
is he is actually building a squad of players that can play football and play together. It mm. doesn't have to be a Messi. It doesn't have to be a Ronaldo. Leicester proves that. That these players, Willian, and I know you said that's respect to you and I always respect your opinion, but I think if we sign Coutinho and Willian, I mm. really believe that is a statement from Arsenal because you have signed two decent footballers that won't be complaining about having a bad back here week in and week out, won't be on nowhere near the same wage structure, and, and you'll get, and I reckon they'll shine. I mean, Coutinho hasn't shined at Barca, Bayern Munich, but he might shine at Arsenal. And the thing is, you've got Willian, you've got Pepe, you've got Aubameyang, Lacazette, um, you know, it's and we've got now Martinez at the back, you've got Martinelli to come through. So going forward, uh, and from the midfield, I'd get rid of Torreira now, personally. That might upset a few people. But I think the introduction, you know, the introduction of Cortinio and Willian would cover that. And I think they would be fabulous signings. And I certainly think if you've got Cortinio and Willian, with what we've got, we could certainly make top four. No question. I I honestly am so shocked of the people out there that have gone, no Willian, no Cortinio. You've got to realise you don't have to... They're decent players, right? You, you could mm. argue they're world-class, probably not. But they are decent footballers in a decent squad of players that we have got. We have got... De- I mean, Cedric, that's another squad player. People saying, oh, should we assign? You've got Bellerin, you've got Cedric. You know, it's a squad he's building. You know, it's a decent squad that he's building. That's what you want to win a title. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, the main thing for me is that we're going after players that Mikel Arteta wants for his squad. And that's what's the most important for me. And the way that he's turned around pretty much every player in the squad um, that's played for him so far and the way that they've really performed for him, if there's anyone that's going to get Coutinho back to the, the levels he was at, at Liverpool, it's going to be him, isn't it? Um, well, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we've seen... Uh, 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 we've got a sex. We'll, never, we'll have our usual laugh, you know, me and you, about David Louise, what I think of David Louise. But <laughs> I, I love that, yeah. yeah I was going to clip that, actually, and make a separate little show out of that. I mean, I think I might still do that. Get a tattoo on the top of my head. But, um, <laughs> I think David Louise... Uh, uh, I think some of the Arsenal fans... I understand what David Louise... But the Man City game, we now found out that he was injured. Um, obviously, the contract with it. But let's be honest, David Louise... He is a major part of why we've won our first trophy mm, again mm. for a long while. Uh, when I say, you know, it's another trophy. And it was it was that experience that showed. He was outstanding in the semi-final uh, and he was brilliant in the final. And everyone talking about Rob Holding. And to me, Rob Holding was the weak link again. Um, you know, and I don't, I think it will be Louise and uh, I think someone else will start alongside him. Saliba or whatever his name is. I think that'll be your pairing. Yeah, I, I still... <sighs> Very reluctant to um, say any, go too over the top about Rob Holding either. I could go on for quite a while about Rob Holding, but I still think there's a player in there. You can't just completely. I think what people on Twitter, I think because we need to move on quickly, but I think people on Twitter just overreact after just a few bad or shaky games. All of a sudden, you're a dead player, you know, and you've got no actual sort of thought just for a little while into the reasons why he's not performing to the levels we know he can because it's not too far long ago that holding was 
incredible in that cup final 2017 that's only three seasons ago and just a few short games ago he was man of the match against Southampton and everyone's raving about him saying he's back the problem is with him he's more of a back two or you know playing in a back four and he's playing in a back three on the wrong on the opposite side to where he normally plays as well on top of that with the fact that he's not played he's still not played a lot of you know good run of games to get his fitness up I still think there's a player in there so I'm, I'm really I wouldn't be too happy to sell him but I, I know we've got we've got to sell some of the the um, well I mean Chambers, so that's, that's dead I mean Chambers and um you know, Mustafi for me has got to go now. Um, yeah, I mean, tr- yeah, trouble it, is we, with his injury, whether he can or not now, uh, it's a bit of a, a an awkward one, isn't it? It is tough. I mean, but Rob Holding, I mean, yeah, he's got time. I mean, I I don't think he's going to be an Arsenal star. I, I don't think he's got quite, in my personal opinion, I think he's a decent squad player and I think he could make both. We're, is he going to be a, a starter to win us or challenge for titles? I'm not so mm, sure. But we'll, yeah. The jury's out for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's absolutely fair enough. And I can understand. I can I, t- I can totally understand. But uh, we'll have to leave it there, Sodroni. Uh, really appreciate that. It's been a really good points again. And great call. Thanks ever so much for taking the time to come on. No um, and hopefully speak to you again very soon, mate. Yeah, very soon. For, for more David Louise chat. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get me wig on <laughs> next week, mate. See you later. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Right, let's get uh, straight on to the next points. Great call again, and uh, obviously I've been regularly on the on the show recently. And uh, yeah, well, I'll have to clip up those uh, that David Louise chat we had during one of the watch-alongs. I think it was a semi-final actually. So yeah, we had a good laugh about that. Right, next caller, it is the bearded Guna Tana. How are you, my friend? Doing well, thanks, mate. You all right? Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good indeed. And congratulations on your new show yeah. with, uh, with the the same old Arsenal podcast. Great news. Tell Just tell the listeners uh, briefly if they haven't heard the news about um, what you've got lined up. Uh, so uh, thank you uh, for bringing it up and, and uh, the congratulations. Yeah, so uh, the boys over at Same Old Arsenal, uh, Craig... Uh, Dan Potts, Lee Judges, Harry Simeu, those guys have uh, decided they want to expand the brand uh, over here into the uh, into the United States, and they've tapped me to be the host of the same old Arsenal USA show. So we'll be uh, stay news. tuned. Uh, yeah, yeah. So stay tuned to uh, to my Twitter account. Uh, also at uh, same old same old AFC is the uh, same old Arsenal Twitter account. Uh, we'll be putting up information uh, on the first show there coming up. Uh, hopefully here in about, uh, I'd say, 10 days to two weeks' time, we'll be getting some information out. That's fantastic. I really look forward to yeah. it. And um, I know that uh, you've got a couple of other panel uh, guests on there, regulars that uh, we all love here on from Dial Square to Wear as well. So, yeah, very much be looking forward to that. Yeah. Right. I mean, what do you want to delve into during your call here, Tanner? <laughs> hey, there's a lot to discuss. You can go yeah. the slightly less positive way, the slightly hopeful way, or the amazingly celebratory way after the weekend. It's entirely up to you, mate. Well, I'll tell you what. I, you know what? I, uh, I, I don't discriminate uh, on anything. So let's. Uh, I, I will hit all three. Fourteen-time FA Cup winners uh, set the record 15, again. 15, uh, yeah, absolutely. And loved uh, for it. those loved that. 
for anyone that says the FA Cup doesn't mean what it used to, I trophy is a trophy, and the FA Cup is the oldest national trophy in the world. Absolutely. And it's, it's a fantastic feeling, an absolutely fantastic feeling, especially considering the way that the season started, the way that the season progressed into uh, November and December, um, just things looking just very bleak for the club. And, and to finish it with, with that trophy um, is just I, it, over the moon still. I, you know, I'm, I'm still just, just, you know, beyond with it. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So am I. I mean, what would you rather do? You know, finish sixth, like Spurs. I know, let's just let's just use the Spurs as, as an example, right? Sixth, no trophy, and they celebrated that draw with Crystal Palace. It's with Palace, yeah. Like, imagine if that was us, and the other way around. You know, oh. and then we finish eighth, but in our worst season for two or three decades, we get a trophy. Oh, and then by the way. We not only knock Wolves out the uh, Europa League as well, who finished above us, but Spurs yep. have to play three games to get into the group stage <laughs> of the Europa League. They rib us about being in. You know, I mean, seriously, oh. what would you rather do? I mean, oh, I, oh. there's no, there's no question. There's no question that that lot every single year. Exactly. They, well, they, they, they do. It's finish above us, and they don't care about anything else. Ridiculous. And 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 that's all well and good. And and. I, I, a good friend of mine supports them uh, for, I'll say, no good reason. Uh, it'd be very well, hard. Hang on, back up, back up there. A <laughs> good friend, friend of yours? A good friend of yours? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. He came, in, sure? he came, he came into this game, uh, meaning, meaning uh, you know, the, foot, the football game here in America. He he came in at a bit of a later stage as, as uh, <laughs> although the, the NBC company who broadcasts the, the Premier League games over here, He's gotten more into it, and there is a reason behind it. It's a whole story. It's actually, it's actually quite a good story, to be honest with you. But I've tried to talk him out of it, and he's <laughs> God bless him. He's loyal, uh, just like me. So, but no, that's, nobody, that's fine. nobody's perfect, mate. Nobody's exactly, perfect. exactly. <laughs> We've all got our disabilities, you know. That's yeah, why. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, like I say, it dawned on me today. Like I, I don't know if you heard it earlier. I mentioned um, in a previous call with. The, the top four, the top four of the league, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Chelsea, our last four results against them have all been wins. Every single yeah. one of them. We've beaten yeah. all of them in the yeah. last match we played against them. Yeah, uh, so- I, I don't remember that happening in the years. Well, in living uh, memory. I, I couldn't uh, couldn't tell you the last time it happened. I, I that, That's for sure. So. It certainly makes me really, really hopeful for next season, yeah. uh, even well, as things stand. We need we need to get the form against the lower the lower tier club exactly. turned around. Exactly. Certainly, so I, I don't want to be, you know, I, I am still buzzing from the from the cup win, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer with it. But uh, I, I am hopeful. I, I am hopeful, and and uh, you know, with a a bit of an off season now, a little bit of a break, and I think and and we can get back into proper training. Uh, here shortly, um, yeah. I, I I really do think Mikel Arteta is the man for the job, and I thought that before the trophy. The trophy solidified it, um, but yeah. I, I really do think he's the man for the job. So, um, well, I um, don't. I, I'm only going to sort of take it to this sort of disappointing news just briefly, Tano. Okay. Maybe we can we can quickly end it on a high again. But apparently, one of the people that's been made redundant 
is um, Francis Cajigal, who mm-hmm. is the man who discovered Fabregas, Martinelli, Bellerin yeah. after, two, after two decades in the club. Um, if that's the case, well, firstly, we don't know the ins and outs, and it's, that was reported on the Daily Mail website, so it can yeah. take it with a pinch of salt. However, sure. maybe, just maybe, this guy could be like a a consultant. You know, he may be like be going like a, a you know self employed consultant who we can still call our um, you know call into use for our club. I mean, it doesn't mean that we can't use this guy ever again. Let me just try and get Kia Drabchen, which is a great example. Now he is not, as I've mentioned a few times, he's actually not uh, a registered agent. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. an advisor, mm-hmm. but he works with clubs across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we're one of them, clearly. Maybe he could do something similar. Maybe he could work with clubs and, and just sort of sell his services to who wants to use him. So we don't know. I'm just, I'm just hyper. Yeah. You know, it's just. An idea. So we don't. I don't want to get too wound up about this just at the moment because it's just such a heavy news to get your head round uh, when you come in from work after the weekend we've just had. It's just a bit of a punch in the stomach at the moment. But we need yeah. to get more information. But I hope we can still use this guy because clearly, after two decades, he's found us some great gems in the past, and uh, it'd be a shame to lose his type of. Uh, experience won't it yeah yeah for sure um i i actually heard the news myself and i was uh having a conversation with a, with a few other guys uh, on twitter about this and you don't want to jump off a bridge uh, over it because you don't know the ins and outs and and what i what i can tell you from what i understand uh the the lockdown and COVID and all this has has hit our club hard and you say well and, and the, the argument to that is our owners are, are you know, it's, he's a multi-billionaire. How on, on earth can he not withstand something like this? But at the same time, it, it is hitting every business hard. And, and we are not his only venture. And at the end of the day, if he and I'm not and I'm not saying this is right. I'm not necessarily defending Stan Kroenke or KSC, but I'm just sort of coming at it from a bit of a different angle. If he, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the term bails out, um, but if he, if he keeps us whole, he has to keep the Rams whole. He has to keep the Avalanche whole. He has to keep the Denver Nuggets whole and, and any other business ventures that, that they have, you know, it's kind of not fair to, to do for one, one of your kids and, and not the other, but it, it is disappointing to, to, to hear. Um, and and I, 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 I'll be honest, I don't really like the direction that this is going, Um. But when you need to make, you need to make cuts because of because of payroll. You go to a go ahead. Exactly. Well, he is a business owner, right? He's not an Arsenal fan, right? True. He's a business right. owner, right? So you can't be expected, no matter what business you are involved in, to just keep subsidising that business exactly. and not exactly. not make money. You know. Right. So if you can keep on an even keel in this worst episode in history for business let's not let's mm-hmm. face it this wow. is probably the worst <laughs> business disaster financial disaster ever it's unprecedented yeah, exactly so yeah. how can you expect to just keep making that business with no changes match day staff keep paying match day staff when we haven't got any match days to right. staff right you know um with stewards and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. if you can get away with 
keeping the business going in this environment, which is um, completely dependent on having people come through your turnstiles, and uh, without having to put your own money in, you would do that, wouldn't you, as a business owner? Of course, of course. And it's not not going to imminently affect the club massively by making these redundancies because it's not going to be connected with the people on the pitch. So right. at the moment it's disappointing, but you've got to think like that, haven't you? You've got to think, yeah. put yourself in their position, and understand it that way. I think it yeah. makes it a bit easier to understand them. I, I think I think the it, just just taking uh, uh, Kajigao, um I think that's how you say it. Uh, but if you just take him and, and use him just in 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 a very specific instance, the, the disappointment I think sets in with younger players, with younger yeah. talent out there that we're seeming to not really i don't want to say not target but maybe not identify um and i we're not getting rid there there have been rumors out there that we've completely gotten rid of our scouting department that's 110 no. not true that's no, that, there, there is there we still have a scouting department um you need scouts at the end of the day scouts identify players and the direction that we're heading in with this uh, Kia, Kia Jorab, Jorabchian, or however you say his last mm. name, is Kia Volkswagen. Think, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Kia Volkswagen. <laughs> we've, uh, we've, we've. I, I think we've put more of an emphasis right now on doing better from the agent relationship standpoint because we've not been real good at that in in past years. So we've we're, we're scaling back on one end we're trying to build up another and then eventually what's going to happen is they're all just going to sort of even out that's the hope that's the hope i don't necessarily agree with what arsenal are doing but i have no choice but to put my trust in them at this point because i'm just the bearded gooner i don't have a stay in this stuff. <laughs> well i think because i've listened to a few podcasts against state work as i always do i think it was the uh, cast that came out today, which was um, a patron podcast, and it, with James Benj, and I think it was that one. Apologies if it wasn't, but he said that they are moving full force forward with uh, youth scouting. That is the primary focus at the moment uh, with regards to that. So that's hopefully sort of ease, ease your worries a bit about uh, on that side because. I think that's what they're definitely not scaling back up. It's very impressive apparently yeah. across football how we are working to find the best youth um, prospects and just going for them at the moment. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we will continue down that path. But anyway, uh, is there just anything else you'd just quickly like to, to say? Have you got anything else coming up that you'd like to just quickly plug before we go? Or um. I'll, I'll touch real quick uh, you, with with uh, Johnny there before I came on. You guys were talking about uh, Willian and the Coutinho loan. They, they, mm, so mm. The, I'll, all I'll say on them is I tend to look more at, and I don't know why I do this. I, I wish maybe I didn't, but I'm a little too analytical sometimes for my own good. I, I tend to, it's not just the player that I look at. I want to look at the financial aspect of it, you know, given mm. the, the way that we run our club, but I also want to know the term. So I heard it's a two-year deal for William with an option for a third. I also heard the th- three-year deal with the option for the fourth. I prefer the two-year with the option for the third. I don't mm. hate it. Um, and I look at it like this. If we bring William in on a free, 
supposedly he's taking less to come here than what he was going to get at what he was making last year at Chelsea, which was 120, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> 120,000 pounds a week. Um, so if he's taking less, he's coming in on a free, the financials are going to make sense. If he comes in on a three-year deal with an option for a fourth, anything we sell him for is that that's, that's money in the pocket. That's money to the good. Exactly. Um, People and, just seem like, to forget that we can actually sell players. You know, right, they're, yeah, they're yeah. just assuming he's going to be here till he's thirty-five. So right. yeah, and, sorry, and, and, sorry and, even, and no, no, no worries. Um, but and I, I like the signing. I, I, I eat. Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll live with it. it. It's not a bad signing, in my opinion, especially with it being on a free. Uh, the Coutinho loan. The only thing that worries me on the Coutinho loan is the loan fee, which I've heard is a reported eighteen million pounds. And if that's the case. Put that money, you know, put that money into the kit for somebody that, that's going to be here. Mm. You know, put that money to go buy to, to go buy Danny Ceballos and make that permanent. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, go, I totally go, agree. Go buy, uh, you know, Hussam Awar out of out of uh, Lyon in France. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, no, percent. You know, look at Saeed Ben Rama at uh, at Brentford, or I, you know, I know everybody's high on Jack Grealish. So no, I, I would go. I would go. I'll be on his agent's phone today. Saeed Ben Rama after they got knocked out of the playoffs yeah. yesterday. I would. Yeah. I mean, I watched the playoff final yesterday, and yeah. that yeah. he's he, he didn't I, have a good he didn't have a good game yesterday, he, but and, he was and, still amazing. He and and I'll say this: he did not have a good game yesterday, but I think he was the best player for Brentford. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and, was, and that you know, I hate to say that, but uh, no, no, uh, no with, you, with, you, the only. You can just tell. You can just tell yeah. very, very quickly it. about. Yeah. yeah, they've got the technical I, ability. The only, the only thing, the only thing that worries me with with Ben Rama is 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 he is he ready to make that that big of a leap? Well, we're not a, we're not a Champions League club us. at the moment, are we? True. True. <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's. Um, but we need uh, I, we need the, uh, someone of his ability between the lines, um, between yeah. midfield and the forwards. We he's, desperately man, need boy, that. He's, and, he's quick. He is lightning quick, and and I, this is this this may drive you nuts, and it may drive a lot of people nuts. But I'm going to say I'm going to say this, and the one thing that I saw with him is his touches on the ball reminded me a lot of a guy that just can't get into the side right now. Mm. The difference between the two, and you know who I'm talking about. For those that don't, as it owes him, but Watch the difference. Saying, I know the diff. The difference between the two players to me is Ben Rama goes forward. Oh, and Rob is constantly looking to get the ball forward, and he's always moving, yeah. always ready to always take the ball. Always moving, yep. And yeah. he tracks back. He was in his own end, winning the ball yeah. left and right yesterday. So, yeah. and 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 here I am praising a guy that really didn't have a great showing. But, no, and yeah, we I could I could go on with with this for days, but no, uh, honestly, I, well, yeah. he was in. The, I mentioned him in that um, transfer podcast I did a, a couple of weeks back, and. I love the the guy, and uh, I really hope that we go in for someone like that. But yeah. it remains to be seen. Anyway, yeah. we'd have to move on, Tanner. I do yeah, appreciate. No worries, mate. No Apologise, but I've got no, a few no people worries. still. Sure. Thank you ever so much for for coming on, and of good course, luck man. with Thanks your show. But good Appreciate good it, luck man. with your show, and hopefully I'll speak to you again soon. Before for then, sure. anyway. But for sure, take care. Take care. Absolutely. Take care. Bye bye. That was Tanner uh, at the Bearded Guna. Hopefully you'll be following. <laughs> this is Alonzo. How are you? Hey, Andrew. How you doing, man? Yeah, good, man. Good. good. Uh, and just to listening, chappers, I'll get you on as soon as possible. Thanks ever so much for waiting and thanks for your patience. Alonzo, the weekend. 
<laughs> 14 FA Cups. How are you feeling after that, my friend? Um, I'm pretty, I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm pretty, feeling pretty proud. Um, yeah, I think Aubameyang shows that he's for real, even in big games. I think that his knack was that he didn't score in big games and uh, he came through for us. And oh, what, it, it was, yeah, what, very, a, what a performance, eh? <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, I remember um, 2018 when we got him, uh, I had him on my FIFA team and. Every night we would get him was uh, pretty crazy how we got him, and uh, that was Arjun Bengal's last presence to us, right? So I mean, it was very impressive what, what he has done this whole uh, time in Arsenal, you know, and being a scoring machine for us, and you know, scoring us out a lot of times, you know, and uh, it's pretty pretty awesome seeing him progress as not being a legend, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I think he should be knighted. I mean, I'm not going overboard or anything, but uh, the guy is incredible. Um, I love everything about him, and um, I'm really excited about next season. And uh, I mean, what's your thoughts at the moment about you know the the you know the William? Because it's very very um, likely that we're going to be signing William. Uh, What's your thoughts on him? Well, my my first thought. Uh, honest with you, Andrew, is that, you know, here comes every Chelsea guy, you know, uh, coming on to our side. And, you know, people say, well, you know, he's not really, he's past his prime or he's near that point in his career. But to me, he's won everything in, 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 that you could ask for in a player. You know, he won Champions League, he's won multiple uh, Premier League championships, champion mm. trophies, he's won FA Cups, he's won, I think, League Cups as well. So, I mean, there's nothing you can ask for a player. That is one, you know, and I think he brings experience that would help Martinelli and Riz Nelson, our youngsters, and I think that uh, for the club, I think, you know. Yeah, I've I've taken a complete U-turn, as you may have heard earlier in the show. I think it might be a a good move now, and um, I think we need to get into our heads the fact that if we give him a three-year contract, we don't have to keep him for three years. You know what I mean? Uh, If we get him on a free then I'm sure we could still sell him and not lose out anything. Even if we, have to, we do have to give him a, a, a sort of a signing on fee, etc. I don't think we could lose out if we sell him in a couple of years to the, the MLS or, you know, China or somewhere like that, because he will still be very much a, a wanted man, I'm sure, even in a couple of years' time. And I think, uh, what's, over there. And I think what's good about him is that he's resilient. So he would he would take well with... No, our never release, and he knows Portuguese, so it'd be a good thing for Suarez as well, and uh, Martinelli also. Mm. So, you know, I think that it'd be exciting for him to be here. I think that, you know, at first, you know, he's coming from our rivals, so you have your reserves about him, but I think with, the, with his experience, he could do wonders for our club. Yeah, he is what we need in that sort of side of the pitch, that area of the pitch. Now, Tony Turner, thanks for watching, Tony. Um, Really appreciate it. He's uh, mentioning that it's a reported 10 million signing on bonus for Willian. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can't you can't believe everything you read, Tony. But I'm sure there'll be some. But I mean, 10 million seems quite excessive when he's looking at a salary of around, you know, the the 120 grand a week mark. It sounds a bit hefty. 10 million. I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be too keen on that. But maybe. We need to sort of take that with a pinch of salt because it depends where you see that reported. But uh, overall, as a player on his own, I think I think between as an attacking midfielder who can roam anywhere across the front three, 
I think he would be just the sort of player we need. And I heard on the Arscast today that where would he play? Whose position would he take? Well, for me, clearly, it would be Lacazette's. Because Lacazette is the one that's dropping into that space at the moment. But William is a specialist in that role that Lacazette is is trying to fulfil, but he's doing it very well, don't get me wrong. But if you have a specialist in there instead of Lacazette, then, you know, that could be ideal. Could be absolutely ideal. I mean, let's sort of move uh, on to any uh, other sort of targets. Now, what's your thoughts on the possibility because it's still go it won't go away this Coutinho yeah. link as well what's your thoughts on that well to me in my opinion I think Coutinho to Arsenal kind of makes sense because we like that creativity that we needed all year all season long which we didn't have and you know I think that he'd be perfect in a three-man formation or three-man midfield and you know with whether it be Zaka or whomever or Ceballos yeah, I think it'd be a perfect attacking option for us coming down the middle, the number yeah. ten, and and I think he brings a lot of both experience as well with being Liverpool and Barcelona and Brian Munich. But however, you know he's got to prove himself. Uh, I think that he had been in Premier League for what four seasons, uh, three years now. So yeah. I think that's also prove as well to see if he can still withstand the uh, season of the Premier League, which is different from the Liga and the, the Bundesliga as well. So. I think he could be a, a huge help to us um, as far as bringing creativity and bringing in uh, assists to goals. Um, so I think it'd be a good move for us. But however, at what price? You know, so that's the scary part about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it's whether we go for one or the other as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's if we get William, do we still go for Coutinho? Or uh, if we get Coutinho, do we still go for William? I don't know whether we need them both. Um, that's the only thing that's it's in my head as well. Um, but anyway, Alonso, I, I'm really sorry about... Uh, I'll have to move on. got other people lined up. But thanks ever so much for coming on. I hope to speak to you again soon. It's uh, at uh, Mr. Robot Take 2, isn't it, on Twitter? Yes, sir, it is. Fantastic. I love that. Take care, Alonso. Really appreciate right, your time. Speak Take to you easy. soon. All right, have Bye-bye. a good day. Bye. And you. That's the great Alonso Spencer. Moving straight on to the next caller, and it is oh the housewife's favourite. Oh, you got a haircut as well, <laughs> Chappers. How are you, man? Hello, mate. How are you Sorry doing? To keep... Good to see your face, good, man. Uh... I know. Well, thanks for waiting, and apologies to keep you uh, hanging on there. But I really no, that's all right. It's good to Appreciate see you, Alonso, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, great, Alonso yeah. Spencer. Um, how are you anyway after the weekend? Well, you have a good oh, one? Over the moon, mate. Oh, no, no, nothing much on, you know. Uh, no, I'm over the moon, mate. I had to drive all the way back from Cornwall to own a caravan, which is fun. Oh, wow. But I had the, uh, I had the, uh, I had the FA Cup on the radio, um, which is actually a new experience for me. Uh, no traffic jams, but I did have to pull over and do a little bit of celebration in the, uh, oh, yeah. in the old late by. Absolutely. <laughs> Stretch your down, legs. Mate. Stretch your legs. Do a bit of jumping up and down, springing but about. Mr. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that Mr. Piero Emmerich Aubameyang, though. I tell you, Let's... I tell you, I mean, the, you know, Unbelievable. the master of football, the master of banter, and of course, most importantly, the master of hair. <laughs> oh, great. I mean, this man, yeah. this man, this man has not let lockdown, you know, um, kinder his, his, uh, his sartorial <laughs> elegance in the Barnet department, you know. And oh, no. he really... Did you remember when he first came back to training after it, though? He looks a bit... I bet he was a bit embarrassed about those pictures. You know, oh, yes, <laughs> yes. 
I tell you what, I tell you what, he has he has a better forehead than Jovino, and I Slightly. would lick that forehead. I would lick Ooh. it. Would you lick his you would lick his forehead? If it made him Come stay, on. then potentially yes. Yeah. If it made him stay, made well, him exactly. stay in that team. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's all he uh, wants. Maybe maybe I he think... doesn't want to underground. To be perfectly no. honest, and I, uh, you can tell when a player's unhappy. He's not unhappy for, in a million years. No. And I think that sometimes things can get overblown about, oh, no, he will want to leave. He will want to go and leave, win trophies. He will want to do this. He will want to do that. Sometimes people actually like the way they live. They don't want to uproot their families. They've got a whole network of family and friends around them. Yeah, and yeah. it's like living in London. You know, William exactly. doesn't want to leave leave London because he likes London. He's got a he's got a business. He's got a restaurant with David Louise, William. Really, well. I did yes, not know really. that. Yes, really. Yes, exactly. He's got business interests here as well. Sometimes we people just want to stay. Yeah, I think that they're they're obviously good mates from you know. And, and it's only going to do some you know good to to get even more people in the changing room that like each other, actually yeah. like each other, and actually be that's, a good. That's the thing, um, isn't it? Yeah, all, yeah and all exactly. just working towards one thing that the common goal and all. I, I think that was the issue. That was a big, you know, big issue with Emery, wasn't it? Is is like nobody knew what the what the uh, what the common goal was, you know. But mm. Arteta's coming. He's made it very very simple, um, and you know, and the players have bought into it. And and those that haven't, you know, are clearly on the naughty step. So yeah, you know, um, I, I just, I've just actually. Sorry, go on, mate. Go on. No, I was going to say, I, I'm I'm actually quite pleased about the thought of how Guendouzi and Ozil are feeling at the moment. I can't believe I just said that name, mate. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because, I hope they are miserable as, yeah. you know, you know what. They must uh, be feeling really daft. Because they just, they've missed out big time and they must be, I hope, if they're not regretting, you know, what's what they witnessed on Saturday, not being there, then they are, I'd never want them in even near the building again, to be honest, let alone you know, no. training back with the team. So, No, yeah. I mean, it, getting rid of Ozil is going to be a funny, funny thing, isn't it? But, you know, do you know what? It's, it is such a conundrum because, right, the guy says, like, you know, 100% with all my heart, I love Arsenal, right? If you love Arsenal that much, mate, if you love Arsenal that Rubbish. much, Rubbish. do us a fucking favour and fuck off out of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what they say, the old saying, if you love someone, set them free. Let, exactly, exactly, mate. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know if, I, saying? if uh, I think, I've got to a situation, right, where I know that he's not, he's not, got, people keep saying we need to get him somewhere and just so, so we can share the wages. He would have to agree to that. He's not going to yeah. agree to it. Let's get that out of your head straight away. He ain't going to agree to a loan. He ain't going to agree to be sold. Full stop. So the only thing we can do is either pay him off. But yeah. I think it's I think it's highly unlikely we've got that sort of money now. Well, even though it's down to what ten months left of his contract. Even yeah. so, I don't think we can afford to do that because it will take um, budget from elsewhere. So what I would do is put him on garden leave. Don't bring yeah. him into training. Nothing. And just stay at home. Don't come into um, training. I, I don't want to see you anywhere near. And uh, just leave thing, it like that. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because he, he, you know, he's very, very much all about his brand. And if he is there, you know, li literally sitting, sitting, you know, not even on the bench, you know, if he's training away from well, everybody. Exactly. And, and he's, he's not doing anything. You know, that's going to that's gonna damage his brand quite seriously, I would imagine. You know? Exactly. Um, see how he um, likes it. Because... 
at the moment, he's sitting there with his feet up thinking he's got us over a barrel and we're dancing to his tune. And yeah. he's loving it. Absolutely yeah. loving it. Because all he has to do every now and then is get his agent to come out and say, he's happy, he's not going anywhere, he loves Arsenal. And he will sit there earning that money until the day that he, this contract literally ticks over the 12 o'clock mark and he's gone. And it, he, at the think, moment, he yeah. loves the fact that he thinks he's got us over a barrel. So let's just put him on garden leave at home it's where he can't train with the team, can't train with the club, and let him see what he wants to do. Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't be surprised if he then quickly, after a little while, finds himself a new club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, all of a sudden, all of a <laughs> sudden, he's going to get unfit, he's going to get fat sitting in front of the Xbox eating crisps all day, and, uh, you know, he will suddenly realise that his brand is failing massively. So, yeah. let's, let's see well, what he does then. I just also, I just wanted to say, actually, I mentioned to you earlier, I was preparing the salad. So um, I pre- I prepared um, it's called the Shewara Yellow Ribbon Salad. Can you see that? Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. Looks very so, nice. Basically, everything everything in it is white, it's red, it's yellow, but there's also some green in there, Andrew. You're, you're you mean seriously? Green... You're really trying to crank green? up this housewife's favourite tag, aren't you? for the football field or is it actually for the envy of our rivals as we lift the 14th <laughs> FA Challenge Cup I think that's what it is Andrew that's what it is I think so Mr Chumley <laughs> anyway <laughs> there was one other thing I, I did want to talk to you about um, the defence Right, yeah. the defensive squad. Okay, mm-hmm. so the squad depth of the defense. Obviously, you know, look at, looking at the squad. Okay, there's a lack of depth everywhere else except for in defense. Okay, yeah. so we we have a glut of centre backs. Okay, and realistically, what are we going to do? Okay, because we need to raise some funds. Obviously, uh, there's a couple of chaps. I've checked the hair out already. I did the sound. Um, there's a couple of chaps that we're interested in. Uh, the Gabriel fella and uh, what's the other chap? Uh, Brazilian lad. Um, Gabriel's a Brazilian Gabe. one. There's, there's another one. There's another one also Brazilian. Uh, he's an absolute unit, mate. He's massive. Anyway, um, hmm. I forget his name. But yeah, uh, so we, 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 if if we need, if we're going to get another centre backs, which you know everyone's crying out for, what? Who are we going to sell? Okay, realistically, how are we mm. going to raise those funds to get a centre back and also get a few people, um, yeah, sort of out the door and not, you know, outside out of mind. What are we going to do? How are we going to do? Personally. You have to be realistic in that situation. And like I said in the previous call, yeah, you have to put yourself in the position of the business owner, Mr. Cron. Yeah, yeah. So if we role play this just a second, you could be um, Raul. Pretend to ask. <laughs> I'll be oh, funky. You, say, you, you actually approached me saying, look, can we buy a, a central defender? Can we get a central defender? <laughs> well, let's look at this here roster here in front of me. Well, I see nine central defenders. Nine? What you gonna do with them? Huh? So you ain't gonna 
we ain't gonna buy we ain't gonna buy another central defender because we've got nine. And we yeah. ain't gonna sell enough to actually warrant the central defender. Yeah. In my this is only my opinion. You, but you've got to be realistic sometimes. And Actually, yes, yeah, we really like in midfield. We've got genuine, genuine need in midfield. And obviously, yeah. it does depend how many we can uh, get rid of. But let's go. We've got Mavropanos already out on loan. Mar- yeah. Pablo Mari is obviously injured. He's just, we've really just bought him. He ain't going nowhere. When does he return? Uh, September, he's supposed to be coming back into full training. So hopefully, maybe okay. for the new season. If not, just shortly after. Yeah. So I see, right. I see a Salibra, Pablo Mari long-term partnership at the back because that I, would be nice um david can't go anywhere he, he's signed yeah exactly um mustafi's injured. So injured chambers in chambers injured i don't think he'll go anywhere anyway mustafi yeah. injured very doubtful we're going to sell him this window yeah so what are we up to yeah. six or That's seven it, I can't, um, but we've got to get rid of someone somewhere socrates come out and said i don't want to go anywhere because i'm happy with my money but he's he's got. We've got Klasnac. Maybe we can potentially get rid of Klasnac. That, that's to... some fundraising right there. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Rob Holding, and he's probably the, the one I really wouldn't want to get rid of. But he's probably the most likely one to go. But that's only one. It's um, an, it, that's an Iwobi situation as well, isn't it? I mean, not everybody really wanted Iwobi to go, but we did some pretty shrewd business with him, uh, and turns out actually it was probably the right idea. Hmm. Yeah. So, and Tony Turner's yeah. mentioned uh, a. You're missing your Sean Penn sunglasses, and b. <laughs> b. I drove uh, them the other day, but they fixed. I fixed them. It's all right. It's all good. Not for one. <laughs> not for ones. Saliba, Louise, Holding are the only fit ones since Socrates will be out the door. I don't. I don't know whether Socrates will be out the door, Tony, because. Uh, he said he, he openly said again via his agent, don't want to go anywhere. He's got a year left on his contract, I believe. And why yeah. would he? He's on over what 100 grand a week, so we've got to get I mean, once, any uh, younger, uh, one day we will get rid of all of this old, terrible decision making and <laughs> contracts we've been giving out, and we will get things on an even keel. But at the moment, we're still not there. So, Socrates, why would he go anywhere? Well, yeah, that is, I mean, that is, I suppose that is, you know, a, oh, maybe a slightly pessimistic viewpoint. I mean, I'm, I, it is, but I've, I've, if, I've been, if the white offer came in, why wouldn't that be? Why wouldn't that be? We've got, it's happening to us all the time. True, true, true. But I mean, I, you know, if, if, if only we on. brought, well, sorry, I do beg your pardon. If only we bought some players that actually had some pride and actually did want to go and play somewhere else. <laughs> even if even if they have to take a little bit of a, a wage cut, like Mikel Arteta oh, no, did right. when he came to us. Yeah, yes, exactly. I was just reading about reading about that today about you know the fact that he, you know I've forgotten about that that he took a pay cut and basically that was pretty much when he was on the bus, uh, you know, uh, to, to Arsenal and um, yeah, yeah, they said, oh well, you have to take a pay cut and he went, yeah, all right, and, and amazing, you know, yeah, that's the, the attitude. Players lobbied. Wenger and, and said, look, you know, this guy's done so much for us, he needs to be on an even kill, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we haven't got any players, well, I say we haven't got any players with that attitude, I'm sure we have probably at some some point, but when we give people like Socrates these stupid, and class and that, it's not it's easy to get rid of him, because he's yeah. 120 grand a week, and it, we're, we're talking about bringing Willian in, who's a multiple winner, 
Yeah, and he's he's going to be on the same gonna... wages potentially as, as it just doesn't bear thinking about. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, to, I really, really, really hope we can get rid of Socrates, Klasinac, and uh, maybe just maybe Mustafi if we're if if we win all the lotteries in the world. Maybe because sometimes you can buy players yeah. who are injured because we do that as well. By the way, you know we <laughs> we buy players with broken yeah. backs. And yeah, all yeah, sorts yeah, of yeah. stuff. So it can happen, but very unlikely. Sure, but thanks. yeah, the only one we could potentially get is one that Tony's mentioned there is uh, Saar um, on a free. Oh, yeah. Malang Saar, yeah? Yeah, Malang Saar, um, potentially. But again, yeah. is there a... I don't know whether you get that sort of free with it because of the amount of numbers we've got. I don't know. Maybe we can we can loan some players out if we need to. Well, that's... But I mean, that's it's not I at the end of the day... It's not our job, is it? We've got we've we've employed this penpole-looking, you know, idiot to run our football business, and it's down to him. He's got to put it all out of the bag, isn't he? Yeah. Well, let's hope Don Raul can uh, can can sort all this stuff out because exactly that's what he's that's what he's been brought in to do. So yep. come on, Raul, sort your shit. Earn your money. Anyway, mate, I've got to put my on. Um, I know. I've got to. I've got to move on to the next quarter anyway, and. Uh, but uh, thank you ever so much. Really enjoyed it. So lovely Cap- to see you, man. Cap and Chapman. Take care. Take care. Speak to you very soon, my friend. Speak to you very soon. Aye, aye. You're a top man. Right. We move on to, I believe, the last caller. And that is Stand a Man. Another housewife's favourite. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, Andrew. And yourself? Not too bad, not too bad at all. Really appreciate you calling in and your time, and I'm very happy to talk to you on this. Well, great, great time after the weekend. I'm not looking at the, the, the negatives. I'm not looking at no, 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 don't exist. Uh, but we are the holders of the FA Cup again. The tenth, ten percent of all FA Cups, we hold them all. I think we should just keep this one. It's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, it was brilliant, wasn't it? I mean, did did you get to, to the same sort of feeling as? Um, really enjoying the game like I did, uh, even though I was a bit unsure how I was going to feel watching an actual FA Cup final with no people in the stadium. I was actually really, really surprised that it, it actually still felt really quite on edge and, you know, I was enjoying the match. Well, you watch football since I've moved over here to Canada, Andrew, you kind of watch football in a different way. So for yourself, when you woke mm. up, when you woke up on the morning of the match, you had time to ease into your day have a breakfast, mm. do a few things, and then get yourself relaxed and get some Very cold true. Beverage. For me, it's almost like a Christmas morning because I go to bed at night knowing that when I wake up at 8.30 in the morning, the, the match starts in an hour. I'm jealous, though, because it's the worst thing. At half past five kickoff, it's, I mean, why the hell I didn't have it on at three? No, makes no sense. Anyway, but half past five is a long time to wait, mate, for an FA Cup final. The whole day is just wasted just with anxiety, you know, thinking, oh, what, what the hell's going to happen? You know, waiting for it to kick off. Luckily, um, just briefly, sorry, I'm butting, but luckily on BBC iPlayer, they had the whole day leading up to the match with FA Cup stuff. There's a whole a special like sort in of the channel. Old days, like they used to yeah, do. a special channel they set up, which had all the sort of the pre-FA Cup build-up on it. And that, that was really good. So uh, when I discovered that, it made the day a bit better. You know, I but yeah. Anyway, that. sorry, I you know I, I I 
cut in, so do continue. No, no, I was just but... saying, I mean, what you said there, I wish they still did that on the BBC, like they used to do when I was young. Yeah, love... I heard Johnny, love... Johnny Button say it earlier, and I'm of the same thought. You know, for me, mm. the FA Cup is still a very special trophy. Yeah, me too. You know, it is the oldest um, football trophy, you know, in, in, in the sport, and it should be revered. But just going back to what I was saying, you know, so, you know, getting up in the morning, uh, you know, wolfing some toast down, and then before you know where you are, you're in front of the TV watching the game. And I was extremely mm. nervous for maybe the first 15 or so minutes and when Chelsea scored their first goal because, you know, up until that point, they were kind of playing us a little bit off the park. Pulisic was all over the place. All over the place. It was literally tiptoeing through the through our defence and around our red shirts. And I yeah. was really worried. But I mean, the way that it all panned out, I, I said it on another podcast. It was almost like if there's such a thing as football gods, they were with us every step of the way. Oh, mate! Honestly, everything they were happened at the right out time. For us that were giving us trouble. They were making the, you know, they were making the referees see things that weren't there. I mean, the acting masterclass that Xhaka put in to to, to get that second yellow, uh, <laughs> to get their play was fantastic. I mean, everything I was, was in favour. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Honestly, it uh, we it. we haven't had that for years, mate. I mean, and and everyone was going on about oh Chelsea was so unlucky with uh, you know injuries, but and I, they were. I mean, I, I actually felt a little bit. of Empathy with them at actually yeah, one point, because, I, I, but no, but what happened to us against Man City? You know, people forget about, that. I was just about to say, Andrew, the amount of times, how many football matches have you watched where we got undone, not through something that we done on the pitch, but yeah. through a, a, a really bad decision or a terrible injury that's totally sort of you know knocked mm. our game plan out. It happens all the time, and I just felt that the football gods said, you know what, it's time to cash in. Everything that we've done, you can have it all back in this game. Yeah, right. exactly. So, balanced, so that everything is now balanced again, even, but you can have it in this one game. And I'll take that. About time look, and all. When you look back at the history books, it ain't going to have none of that written in there. It's just going to have the final score yeah. and that we've won it for the 14th time. But there, there was so much riding on this game going into it. It wasn't just winning the FA Cup. There was so much at stake for me, which made the, you know, the night before, it made the butterflies in my stomach even more so because... Had we not won that game, uh, I fear that, you know, to attract certain players, you know, Thomas Party's name is mentioned, and to get players to recommit to the club, players like our captain, Abamian, it may have been a little bit more, a little bit more of a, a difficult, right? Now that we've won that and we've got ourselves back into Europe, okay, we're not at the big table, but we're still into Europe now, which can now lead to a gateway to get in back at the top table. It's got to make bringing in players that we want and getting someone like Abamian to commit to the club, it's got to make it that little bit more closer, right? I like to think. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what? I'm, I'm, people may mock me. People, I don't. I don't care less. I am that confident under our manager. I genuinely believe we're going. We'll get top four next season. No, I'm not saying we're going to, con, you know, go for the title or anything like like it. But I would be shocked if we're any more than about about fifteen points off the eventual winners. Genuinely, genuinely, I think we'll be, and and I'll I'll say one other thing, I think we've got a massive, massive chance of actually winning the Europa League under Arteta as well. Yeah, I mean, that I would agree with, but I mean, the the top four, I think, for me is, um, you know, Mikel Arteta, whatever the remit he was given when he got given the job, he must have surpassed it. Obviously, they were probably hoping that he could salvage 
what, what the, the mess that Unai Emery left behind and get us into Europe in some shape or form. But to do that and to also deliver a trophy, Incredible. he must have gone over and above whatever the board was expecting. So he's kept up his end of the bargain, you know, and even more so. So it's now firmly, the ball is now firmly placed in the core of the board to do their part. Mikel's done his bit. 100%. Yeah, and now I've got to look at that and say, okay, he has delivered. Now we've got to continue and do our part because I, I do think that if we are going to make a play for the top four, I do think that there are some uh, dead wood that needs to be cleared and a couple of upgrades that need to be made. And from what I'm seeing on, 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 on social media today, I can, it looks like three signings are, are in the bag, right? It looks like William uh, Coutinho uh, and the defender from Lille, uh, Gabriel, who I don't really know anything about at all. It looks well, like three of those seem to be in the bag, from what I'm that seeing. That Gabriel is another uh, Jarabchin player. And but there's a surprise. He's absolutely ain't going to be cheap, apparently, either. I mean, we're talking, depending on where you read it, between 50 and 70 million. Again, you know, similar to sort of Pepe levels of money, and uh, no, the, no, I think the thing is that the, 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 the seven million, no, well, no, this is what I'm reading. I mean, I can't, okay. I, 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 do you know what? I just going, I'm just going to completely take my, myself away from it all on Twitter because I think that it's going to be even worse than ever this, this summer, honestly. I genuinely, I'm going to take it's going to be what, what will be, will be. But, uh, yeah, it depends. The reports are different all over the place anyway. But the guy that, uh, Lille, we used to work with Raul, didn't he, at Barcelona. So there's a, there is a, a potential chance of actually doing that that deal. And it, it does look good. But I, I can't see it. Like I said in the last call, how, how can we sign more defenders if you put yourself in, in, uh, in their shoes when we've got so many already? You know, and I can't see us getting rid of... We've got so many, but it doesn't seem that no matter what combination Mikel Teta puts them out, honestly, they, I know there needs to be a pairing that looks solid enough. Do you know what you I mean? You don't need to. You don't need to tell me, honestly. I I know that, and we all know that. But I'm I'm trying to be a little bit realistic with it because if you put yourself in their shoes, signing off the another central defensive signing with the amount that we got, it's difficult, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's really difficult. Know. There must be a lot of outgoings. I mean, I've been reading I hope that. So. I was surprised to read that Holding was on the outgoings list. Me too. I was too. surprised to see that, to be fair with you, you know. I felt that there's still maybe with a little bit more work and a, just a little bit more polishing from Arteta that he could I, be... I think he's a good player. I still want to keep him. But we're because we've got so many injuries, Like we, I'm sure 100% we were going to get rid of Mustafi, but now he's... he's yeah. I, I don't know how long he's going to be out. Um and we've got other we've got other in injury concerns there as well. Socrates uh, came out and said that he don't want to go anywhere. You well, know, think that as well, me. We do have players that do say I don't want to leave, but I mean well, they won't know. They won't know because they want so much money. You know, that's just ridiculous. I mean, I if a artist goes somewhere else, he's not going to get the same money he's on or go up. He's going to go no. down. Exactly. You know? He's going to go down a level. And he's thirty-one. So why would he? I, I'm, this is what I mean. I'm just trying to be realistic here. Um, so it's going to be tough but it, it, listen like I said it ain't our job this is why we brought Raul on we've got to leave it to him and if he don't if he don't deliver seriously that's when I really will get angry and worried because um, Arteta is just in, uh, I like, I, I've got so much 
belief in Arteta and the, his ceiling is just phenomenal. I think he could be literally one of the best coaches in world football in a few years' time. I genuinely believe that. And um, what he's done is just nothing short of a miracle. And if Pep is not going to stay much longer after this year, is he, at the next season at Man City and maybe a couple more years if they're lucky. And there's no way that it ain't going to go after Arteta, you know. And he's going to continue showing everyone how good he is because he keeps doing it. And yeah. like I've, I've said a couple of times earlier in the show, we we beat the top four. in The, the last time we beat all of the top four, we've beaten them in the last match. We played against them. And that, how long ago does that happen? I, can't, exactly, I don't yeah. think it ever has happened, does it? Yeah. <laughs> in I mean, the Premier League era. You know, uh, it's just mad. And uh, it's, gonna, it's only going to go one way with Arteta. And... People just underestimate him. I, I genuinely believe, even if we don't sign anyone, we've, we've got a very good chance of getting top four next season under him because of the way that he gets this team sorted. Uh, you know, if we are only looking at from the time that he joined Arsenal, we would be in the top four comfortably. And, that, that, and, and that's, that's been parachuted into the worst possible situation you've ever seen at Arsenal. Yeah, with the worst motivated squad ever only going one way couldn't even see where our next point was coming from when he joined don't forget he sat on the bench watched us against uh, Man City in probably one of our worst performances of the Premier League era and in this short space of time he's turned it around that quickly it's just mad and um, people won't don't realise how good this guy is so we've got to we've got to back him to keep him and that's the problem and, and that's yeah, what's I mean, really worrying. I thought it was such a gamble when he came in. It was a big gamble to put mm. somebody in charge, oh, you know. Without well, doubt, actually yeah. hasn't had that first that first man job of being the, of being the main guy in charge of the team. It was a hell of a gamble because, you know, with the with some of the you know the the numbnuts online who were sort of going you know, Arteta out. My worry was if it doesn't work, you know, if this gamble doesn't pay off, where where would you actually go from there? Because you know, we've, we've gone Arsene Wenger, who's what I would call the elite, the elite league of, of, of managers. And then from Arsene Wenger, we went down into that next tier with Unai Emery. You know, he was sold to us as somebody that would steer us through the Europa, the Europa League and get us back into the Champions League. And that didn't work. So from that next tier down, where did we go? We then took a huge gamble and went with a guy that had never done the job before. So yeah. if that didn't work... Or you know the numbnuts they've got their wish. Where do you go from there? Because you can't just spring back up to the top tier. You mean you probably wake up the next morning and you've got Sam Allardyce sat in the manager's office <laughs> or something like that, right? So it was a gamble, and it was much in the same way that bringing in Arsene Wenger was a gamble because we'd never heard of him, and that was before social media days. We didn't know what was going on in Japan. I didn't know there was a football club in Japan called Grampus Eight. Exactly. You know? <laughs> well, people were mad when we when we took on George Graham, weren't they? They were they went mad. So it's a, again, it's a gamble, and I'm, I'm and I kind of liked it. I raised my eyebrows and said, "Well, this is a gamble," but I like a ballsy gamble. I actually yeah, like too, a yeah. bit of a ballsy gamble. So I'm so glad that it's paid off because me too. winning winning an FA Cup in the circumstances. I mean, the guy was struck down with with the pandemic himself and managed to beat that, and then he's in this new job. To, to, to win an FA Cup, it's no mean feat at all. And you've got to take your hat off to him for it's it. It's incredible. I know. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Well, Stan, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've been really uh, glad that you've uh, 
joined us tonight. Thank you ever so yeah, much. Thanks, We're going to have to move on. I've got two more to get through. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Hope to okay, speak to mate. you again very, very soon. I'll speak to you soon. the man. Take care. Bye-bye. Right, Rowan, I'll be with you in just uh, one short while, uh, if, if that's okay with you, mate. And uh, just got Ryan. Hello. Thanks for waiting, Ryan. Sorry to keep you waiting. Yeah, no worries. It's fine. I was only late anyway, so it's fine. How are you? Yeah, not too, not too bad. Obviously, still happen, still buzzing on the FA Cup win. Love, love seeing the salty fans. So the salty, especially Spurs fans. It's, it's, it's ironic how we played Chelsea in the final, and Spurs are more upset. I know exactly. <laughs> but you know what? They, I mean, just the best thing, almost the best thing about the whole the whole day was the mm. um, Olivier Giroud thing when he oh, got. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he got shot by a sniper off the roof. In fact, tell him Emily Sanday must have shot him from the roof after singing that song at the beginning. But the the noise he made, did you hear the noise? Oh, no, I saw the, I saw the slow-mo it, as well. Uh, so absolutely hilarious. I still find oh, that funny yeah. now. I've watched it a few times today again. It's just hilarious. Oh, and the Oscar, um, that'll and be a gift for Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I just couldn't, I mean... the. All the decisions that went for us in that game, a lot of them justified, a couple not yeah. justified, as we know. But I just, I, I literally couldn't believe it. I looked around, turned around at my son. I thought, we got away with that, you know, with all this and got that. And do you know, the, the only, I said in the last call, I said the only time I actually felt a little bit of, of sympathy for them was with Pulisic. Because I've got to take my, he's one of my favourite players at the moment, mm. honestly. I think he's, he's, he's going to be player. better than. I think he's going to be better than Eden Hazard eventually because mm. he's only 22 or something, isn't he? He's, he's got a lot oh, of improvement yeah, to do. Yeah. But you, you've got to take your hat off to him when he, he, um, his hamstring went and he just carried on running for a little while mm. and, and actually still took the shot. Mm. You know, I mean, my hamstring's gone before and I'll tell you what, mm. you know, it, it's like... It's like being stabbed. It's like being, you know, stabbed in the in the back yeah. of your leg. The pain. Is yeah. there, I don't know if you've ever had it done, but it's yeah, last, honestly, last really week. painful. Last, you had it last week. week. Oh yeah. man! Oh, I've got a simp- sympathy. <laughs> did you carry on running and take a shot after it? I went, I went to the spin class the next day. Shame, <laughs> 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 yeah, a flesh wound. Like, yeah. <laughs> What's oh, that film for? for I say, nothing but a flesh oh. wound. I can't remember, but yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of respect for him for that, and I was—I actually punched the air, and I felt quite bad about it afterwards. But I punched the air when he <laughs> when his when his hamstring went. I can't deny, but um, that was a big turning point in my opinion. But let's Pepe. I mean, we haven't discussed Pepe at all uh, today. What, what performance? What a goal! I mean, that was, <laughs> seriously, I mean, what a goal he scored. That would have been the best FA Cup final goal of all time, I think. Yeah, that would have actually better Sanchez's goal from 2015. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, the only comparable one I was thinking of afterwards, maybe Santi's free kick, potentially. Yeah. But but it wasn't, even that, that wasn't quite as, even that wasn't quite as spectacular, was it? Yeah. it, it just like the, the, the review of it from the behind the goal. Yeah. And yeah. Caballero didn't even move, one, no. you know, one second. He was in the back of the net before he yeah. realised. The sheer power he put behind that shot as well. And it, you, know, you compare it to Santi Cazor, but Santi was a dead ball situation as well, where this was mm. coming at him, he just hit it first time. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's just a brilliant goal. I felt so sorry for him. Uh, yeah, that, 
what that could have done, honestly, that if the flat had flown. But anyway, but I think. But, but the thing is, it didn't let him get him down. He, con- he got up and continued. No. And had a, the whole 90 minutes had a fantastic performance. Well, exactly. And this is the thing, right? Uh, we've already been discussing Arteta. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we've been discussing Arteta, obviously, throughout the this evening. And, you know, there's so many things that keep sort of. Oh, yeah, and that, and that. But it's just that. <laughs> I just think that the, what goes unnoticed really is um, the improvement in in every single player as well. You know, because it's yeah. just you can't quite get your head around it. But I'm actually going to take the opportunity now because I never do it. You know, anyone that's been watching any of my videos, I never do this. But I'm going to blow my own trumpet for a little while because <laughs> right from the word go, right from the very word go, I've been back in Sabios. There's very few yeah. people that have, but I, I've noticed. And everyone's realising now how good he is. And exactly the same with Pepe. I backed him right from the word go. And do you know what? I'll make a bold statement here and people will realise it in the not-too-distant future. But I think he's actually probably our best player, Pepe. Mm. He's our most technically gifted player, without a shadow of a doubt. It's a bit of confidence. Without a shadow of a doubt. His technical ability is is unmatched by many at all, you know, in, in... and I, you can just see it straight off that how good he is, and I next season it's going to be. But I've been saying all along, and this is the point I was going to make as well. But it's moving more centrally, and yeah. and the way that we we set up now, we've got the we, the left Boy, side sorted, and the balls are going to to Abamyang, and he's just ripping people to shreds, and he's loving every single second of it. What we need to do now is do exactly the same for. Uh, Pepe on the right, yeah. And instead of Lacazette doing the job, where you know this false nine type of you know tennis role that he's doing at the moment, if we have, if, young, if, yeah. yeah, if we do have um, a player, a specialist in that role, you know, like a Willian or a, um, uh, what's you know what's his name from Brazil? Uh, oh, Barcelona. from Bobby, Bobby. Oh, what from Barcelona? Oh, bloody hell! They won't, when we're talking about Coutinho, 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 so, yeah, If we had, if we had a specialist in that hole rather than Lacazette, and to sort of cover that area, then we could actually just have Pepe in almost like a four-two-three-one type of scenario, mm. uh, or a four-three-three with one of the front three dropping a bit deeper. We can have Pepe and, and Aubameyang doing exactly the same things on both sides. It's just yeah. been incredible. So I very very excited about about next season. What's your predictions next for next season? Because um, well, someone that was just uh, so I just have to say, bear with me, Rowan, because uh, Rowan was due to be on earlier. Unfortunately, he had to drop off, but he's he's back on now. So I'll have to sort of uh, move on to Rowan fairly soon. But yeah. if you go on to next season, what are your sort of expectations for next year? Because I'm quite positive about it. I have to say, well, currently, well, currently on the back of an FA Cup, this is the thing. This I keep saying about our Texans has come in. This is what I was, this is why even though he worked my first choice, I always got behind him. And he's proved me right every t- every week match date. We're not the results. We're going to come down later down the line. We all know that mm. it's time. This is a squad mm. under the previous manager. We saw that we saw we were falling apart. We were literally in a relegation battle when he took it, when Arteta came yeah. in. Basically, he got us eighth, which ain't great, by the way. And he's even said that's not eighth in a cup isn't great, but he got us just outside the European spots. He won us a cup. Mm. When he came in, I can't what I said. I've been saying, who would have thought when he came in, we'll be in a, a cup final and win that cup final again and again oh, against the opposition that battered us, 
the previous season in the European final. Yeah, do you know what? I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I genuinely think if we hadn't let that line, 119th minute goal in against Olympiacos, I could genuinely see us uh, winning, well. winning that Europa this season. Yeah. And I, don't want to, you... I don't want to put, you know, because I genuinely think that could have happened. Yeah, especially, especially in the circumstances right. of what it's now... Um, they're going to do go. one one off games, isn't it? It's literally a one off game, so it's even exactly. more, more, more chance of us could have we could have won it, but it is what it is. But it's the, like but you say, if you if you're Nana to Nana, 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 it should be my granddad, yeah. so we can't think about that, can we? But <laughs> no, but going into next season on the higher that, and if the board but do right by him and get, the, get him the players that he's asking for, but, but which by the looks of it, they, they are doing in Coutinho, Willian. The guy from uh, Lille, Gabriel, and a yeah, few other, yeah. and, and Partey, or someone of that ilk, or Decore, or whatever, mm. we can we, we can be challenging for third or fourth next season. And then from that, be, use that as a platform then, again, mm. to build up for the following season and, and possibly start challenging again for the title. Yeah. Not, not actually winning it, challenge through it, and then build no, from exactly. that. No, exactly. That's what we want. And uh, we've got to aim for the top. Uh, yeah. Every and he wrote uh, yeah. I love yeah. what he said. You, meant, you yeah. just mentioned it, saying, "Yes, we've won the cup, but we finished eighth, and, and finished eighth. It's not good enough, still." Yeah. And I, you know, I love that about him. He's just—he's very transparent he's, and open, yeah. uh, and see, he just doesn't hide anything, that, does he? And that attitude he has, that mentality he has, is now rubbed, rubbed off on, as I said, the exactly. players since he's walked through the door. And the longer, exactly. the longer, if anything, the, the lockdown actually benefited him more because he got more, to, even though. It, in a way, it was all on screen. Yeah. He had more chance to communicate with the players one on one and things like that, and get his ideas across even more. So, yeah, exactly. And uh, one more point I uh, will make, and I'll do apologise, yeah. Ryan. We have, uh, sorry, Ryan, that we haven't had as <laughs> long as I would have liked. Um, yes, being the first show of this type that I've done, um, it's obviously I need to sort of take a bit more of a control over the timings, but uh, I think it's been great. I'd love to spend a bit more time talking to you, but one other thing I was going to say, and um, if you listen back to one of my podcasts I did after the um, the Europa League final last year, and I'm where I was, I mean, I was absolutely fuming. I wanted him gone, obviously, you know, I didn't hide my feelings on Emery. Mm. And I mentioned at that point that what disappointed me so badly was that we were, we went, I've said this so many times, but we went in at half-time ahead on points in that final mm. against Chelsea and Baku. We were a slightly better team. Wasn't much in it, but I, I think we were ahead on points. Came out, within a minute, we'd, we'd conceded a goal and we lost 4-1. And yeah. my point was that what the hell did Emery do in that half-time? That is why you pay the big bucks to have a proper coach and a proper manager to give that team talk at half-time to make that team go out there and run through brick walls in the second half and win that game. He didn't do it. He just yeah. didn't earn his money. Now, you see with Arteta, even during a, a one or two minute drinks break, the difference he makes in that time. He is earning yeah. his money more than anything else, more than any other coach or manager in the Premier League. The, the differences he makes during that one or two minutes, how does he do it? I mean, it's just a phenomenal skill that he's got, but he does. And, and it was a, I mean, the first half in the cup final was a, was a, a half of two halves, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it was. madness. I did, I did so, say this in my, in my stream, I was like, the first half of the, of the first half, we, we were lucky to be 1-0. I'm going to bring, uh, just one second, I'm going to bring yeah, yeah. you in, Rowan. Rowan, are you, can you hear me? 
What's up, guys? Hello there. Uh, Hi there. How are you doing? I'm so sorry to have kept you waiting. Ryan, finish no, no, your uh, finish what you were saying just then. Yeah, so, basically what I was saying was um, how the fact we got to one uh, one uh, that first that walk first walk that first half of half first half at one nil into that water break was was so beneficial because if we got it two nil or whatever because it could have been with Chelsea, the way Chelsea were going at us at that time. That's a whole different team talk, but I think it's one nil makes Elteta's job even easier, and he saw straight away the second the Waterbait ended, we were a completely different team from now on in. For the rest of that uh-huh. match, we were the better team. And that, uh-huh. again, as you said, he's earning his money, and he's this is a guy when he's come in, not just our fan base, fans in our own fan base, but fan bases all over the world and in the league. They're like, oh, what have Arsenal done? What have Arsenal done? This this guy's got no experience. And uh-huh. as, you, as you mentioned, with Stan. I was about to say, listening to you, we famous. This club famously has gone, has gone, always gone against the grain. George Graham from the second division, what was the second division yeah. back then, with Millwall to Arsenal. We were, as you know, the top league. Um, Arsene Wenger from Japan, no one even heard of him. Well, what even it's Bruce Rioch was from Bolton. Bruce Rioch for a season from Bolton. You know Emery. He hasn't been. He hasn't managed. He's at from PSG. PSG under, but, under a rock somewhere, you know. Yeah, but PSG. Yeah. But he, he, I could manage PSG and win what he's had. Come on, the, the funding they have. So I know. Well, he's the only person in living memory who hasn't won the league with PSG. Mm. I mean, that is just mental. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know. I mean, anyway. I hope you're. Uh, I hope you're safe driving along there in uh, sunny New York no, or wherever you are. I have the wife driving, so. Oh yeah, right, oh, I've very taken nice. the passenger nice. seat. Yes. Very nice yes. indeed. We're out and about, so. Thank you for joining us. It's great to have yeah. you on, and congratulations for this uh, new same old Arsenal show that you're going to be part yeah. of. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, it's uh, it's such a great show. I've been a big follower of that, and then. You know, when I got the opportunity to be on that panel, I'm ecstatic. Exactly. Well, I'm just uh, gutted that we're going to lose you from ours. Because, you, know, you know, clearly, you know, <laughs> I've told you a million times, I love you, Rowan. I love you. Anyway, yeah, uh, congratulations. No, I'm going to be there. I'm going to keep adding. Don't worry about it. Oh, brilliant. I'm glad to hear it. Rowan, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, a, on what's been going down the last few days it's just been a bit of a whirlwind from right up there isn't it right to a little bit down here today with this sort of uh, mm. news I mean I don't know what to make of it at the moment because I haven't had time to digest it I've been at work all day and then come back in I've just seen the news about the redundancies and um, Francis Kajigal who's been apparently sacked according to the Daily Mail um, so okay. yeah I mean what's your thoughts on all that first off it's sad, isn't it? Like, because I'm mm. sure that these guys are match day staff. They're, you know, from the from the uh, you know shop, Arsenal shop, etc., etc. And you know, making those people redundant when we are playing when we are paying such high salaries to our players is just, you know, I I wouldn't expect a club like Arsenal to do that, you know, I would have expected, you know, the players to just contribute a fraction of their salary and, you know, that could have made up for... Well, supposedly the, they did, didn't they? They percent. Yeah, That's what it was supposed to have been for. Yeah. Right, guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm gutted to hear that. Well, I mean, salary, if you think about really, it, like... did, did, potentially, I mean, we don't know yet, We're, everyone is speculating, potentially they could be these 
because they specifically mentioned we're going to keep on our casual staff up until a certain date. I can't remember the date they mentioned at the, at the time, but we're going to guarantee that we're going to keep on all of our casual staff and match day staff until this date. Mm. Maybe a lot of them are those casual yeah. match day staff mm. and stuff because they would still have to be made redundant, wouldn't they? Mm. I mean, uh, I mean, we don't any, know at the moment. Any, we're speculating. Person, yeah, that's that's true. But any person being made redundant at this time, you know, is is, is not great, right? You don't want to see anyone of lose a job over no, of something course not, that they've yeah. not done. And It'd be more understandable, though, wouldn't it? If they're casual match day staff, for example. It would be. See, we haven't got any match days to cover. So. Yeah. No, I exactly. No, I, I do understand. You know, I, I, I work in the corporate world and, you know, I, I, I understand how these things work, you know. And as a lawyer, sometimes my job is to sort of do these things. But, you know, I'm not a big proponent of that. I, I always feel like corporate should make an effort to, you know, as much as possible to not not have you know these situations you know sometimes it's out of reach and sometimes it's just business decision and business sense and you know when you're in that in that boardroom you have a different set of responsibilities you have responsibilities to your shareholders etc i'm talking as a fan and i'm talking as a club that i take exactly. a whole lot of pride in because we've been classy we've been you know we've been true to our values and somehow i I feel like we we're just losing that a little bit, you know. And uh, I mean, I just don't get a good feeling about it. That's that's no, the reality. I, I understand it, but I don't get it. I'm just trying to make sense of it, really, and I'm trying to my best to put myself in a position, like I said a few calls ago, with a business owner. And I'm trying to remove myself from the Arsenal situation and the fan situation at the moment. Put myself in the role of a business owner. And if you are running a business that's reliant on people coming through the turnstiles and paying an entry fee, which and, and you can't do that anymore, it doesn't mm. make sense to pay people to actually staff that that stadium it, when there's no matches. Well, there are matches going on there, but you know what I mean. We don't need stewards so, yeah, and yeah. all that sort of yeah. stuff. So why would you carry on paying someone like that as a business owner, not as an Arsenal fan, yeah. as a business owner? Why would you carry on paying the people to do that, to sit at home when it's not possible for them to work, not physically possible for them to work? And mm. if you, you can say to your shareholders and, and everyone else that we've been paying these people now for six months, or, you know, not quite six months, but four months, maybe. Yeah. Well, paying, uh, and and uh, enough's got to be enough, to, you know, to... To cut a sentence short, enough's enough, really, isn't it? You, you can't carry on doing that inevitably. So I can understand if it is the, if it is that type of staff, I can understand. And I'm just trying to put myself in their position because I want to make a bit of sense of it, and I don't want to start feeling like crap again about the the club because it, I just it's such a shame. after the weekend we've had, I don't want to start feeling like I hate the club again at the moment because. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, hopefully all of these people get a good redundancy fee, you know, the severance that they get is going to be like, I, I know the pressure that they would go through because this is not a time where the market is booming and there's plenty of jobs, right? So a lot of people are going to find it difficult to, to, to make ends meet. And hopefully Arsenal will give them enough, uh, you know, uh, severance for them to be able to carry on with their lives comfortably you know that's the best that that we yeah. can do for right i, mean, I well, completely uh, understand as a business why the decision is made um, but when we talk about arsenal i think for from the heart and uh, you know my heart says that I'm if, the if these are yeah. indeed people who who you know whoever these people are i'm sure they cost a fraction of what 
a lot of our players cost who don't play well yeah, you know on a regular it. basis and i'm not even blaming anyone i don't want to put a dampener on this whole situation but you know somehow i just, that's how i felt really yes yeah, no um, and the same as me sorry yeah. ryan you say um, something yeah, i was going to say assuming most of these this 55 is as you said andrew the match day staff mm. and obviously you also got to take into account Finchley Parks, the Finchley Park store has been closed down, so there's going to be yeah, a few there yeah. as well. But saying say most of it is coming from Matt's Day staff at, at the 55. What has not helped? I mean, what's we, must have, we must have loads and loads and loads of staff on every match day. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And what's helped? Because you've, you've got the program centers all around the, all around the, the ground, um, chick box office, your staff in the stadiums, in the just not just our, our upper tier and lower tier, you've got the, the actual um, corporate as well. Yeah, there's like 50, 50 plus staff in the corporate. So stewards, stewards. Oh. But as I was saying, what's not helping, not just Arsenal, other clubs as well, is how the UK government are handling the situation over in the UK, in the sense of they're tr- they started trying off trying um, getting a certain amount of fans in a certain sporting events. Like there's like a thousand in the cricket a couple of, last week. Then suddenly, I just think that's pointless, don't you? Yeah, and then, and then suddenly, because for some bizarre reason, I think it's, I'm assuming it's down to there's a spike in the area of where they, they did their test. No, we're not doing it now, they're going to delay to the 15th. So now the club, every, where we all had a date in place initially, that now date's now gone out the window because now everything's gone, but everything's two, at least two weeks behind. So now we've got to wait for that two week period yeah. to go well, they, and start they, again. They, the second so, wave's going up everywhere as well, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. And because because of that, we no club knows now when we can start letting fans in. Exactly. So I, you know, you've got to understand think, the situation yeah, that they're I, in. And I'm, I'm sure, sort of club Arsenal, we've all believe Arsenal are. When everything gets back to normal and the fans are allowed to come in, and we're all back to where it used to be. Then people we've laid off, match day staff wise. Of course. Well, We'll be given first views or to come back. Of yeah, course, exactly. yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm, I was I was actually really gutted when I saw mm. came out of work and I saw this news and I thought, oh my god, you know, never, like, it's just what, just what, what we don't need at the moment. Yeah. But then you, you know, you've got to reflect on things sometimes, yeah. and also, you you can't. In the grand scheme of sorry, sorry, in the sorry, grand scheme, of, yeah, sorry, in the grand scheme of things as well. In recent weeks, we've seen other big bigger corporate companies because. Um, the RFU, the one people that run uh, rugby union, they've laid off a couple of last week or the week before over two and a half, like two fifty or three fifty of their staff, like that. Mm. Uh, British Airways are doing, have done the same throughout the whole summer. They've been trying to, as soon as, it, as soon as the lockdown got eased off, thousands. Well, exactly, <laughs> and you know, say you own, say for example, you you know, in New York, you you you've got some hot dog sellers on the corner of the streets, for example, mm-hmm. and you ran out of hot dogs, so you wouldn't send a hot dog seller out as a you know, if you hi- hired someone as a hot dog seller to go and stand there for the day, would you, mm-hmm. to sell hot dogs if you didn't have any hot dogs to sell? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I'm not, you know, it's it's a similar analogy. I don't know, it's, but you know, you why would you can't do that indefinitely, can you? You know, you can't. Yeah. Employ that person to sell hot dogs for another three, three or four months if they haven't got any hot dogs to no, sell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I, a real life example is the, the the place where where I go to get a haircut, right? My salon. Uh, you know, I went there a day before they shut all the salons, and then I went there 
maybe a couple of days after they reopened it but it was like it was for two months they they were out maybe more and then a lot of the guys that that i used to regularly see there were not there and they had to let go of people you know and i and i completely understand that you know and local businesses mm. etc have more of my sympathy really though than than big corporates and i like exactly, i told you yeah. i understand the business you know i understand how how it goes and the reasons behind it you know you can't really nobody's trying to be evil here but you know it is yeah. somebody's livelihood that is going and that's never that's never a good thing right like i no, mean that's that's no, what that's i feel not. what would be what would be great is like ryan said right here that uh, if these people are first thing is that they they given a sizable severance that's one and second is they're assured that you will get first right of refusal to this job when you yeah. when you when when the job returns i mean you know you got to think that that's a, that should be really just a given i think that's got to i mean that's got to be the situation you'd imagine but um yeah the worrying one is this the you know that this Tony says in, yeah but Tony's exactly yeah tony's just literally just put it in the the message box there but I think that, this, I mean, the, the scouts that we let go a while ago, I don't know when it's actually before lockdown, maybe. Uh, it was quite a while ago. Yeah. We, let, uh-huh. we let a batch go. But that was because yeah. of the, yeah, the leaving the EU. Yeah. That was because yeah. of Brexit, those ones. Yeah. Because of the, the change in the Brexit laws. And with the Francis Cadigal, that's the, a concerning one. However, it doesn't mean that he's, like I said earlier, and if you caught, I don't know if you heard it, but... It, it potentially, and again, it's just a potential thing because it, I think it's all always sensationalised, especially in the Daily Mail. But potentially, he's going. He's, he's still going to work for the club on a on a self contract basis, maybe. You know, yeah. you don't know, do you? He could be working as a consultant for a number of clubs across Europe, yeah. and we we pay him when we need to use him. So it doesn't mean we've lost that relationship after twenty years. It yeah. it could just mean we do things in a different way. So. I wouldn't uh, panic too much yet because, um, you know, we don't know the full story, do we? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, and the way we've seen, this has been a stressful season for everyone. You know, this is, in my memory, this is the worst season that we've had. Mm. And, you know, I've just for a number of factors, really, not just the league position, but the events that have happened, you know, somehow it was a chore to watch Arsenal in the beginning of the season. And then you had the whole Xhaka situation. Then, you know, Emery was 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 like a goner. Uh, you know, all of these things happening. And then we finally had something to celebrate in the last few weeks. And then, you know, capping it off on, uh, you know, on the weekend. And then we heard this, which is... Which is exactly, not, you know, and that's a, that was a bummer, wasn't it? It's a bummer um, after the weekend we've had. But I'm going to start sort of finishing up. Firstly, Rowan, that salon you you said that you go to, it sounds like the sort of place where you have your feet uh, in a bowl of fish. Is that right? <laughs> not quite, but I'd like to go to a place like that. If they start yeah. offering, yeah, definitely. Yeah, foot massage afterwards with uh, oil and lotion rubbed into your feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is just okay, a hot, hot towel place. <laughs> and, and um secondly just just give us quickly your thoughts on um both of you oh actually rowan you give me your thoughts on william very quickly and ryan you give me your thoughts on coutinho very quickly rowan okay, you go so first I, I i i 
I'm not excited by the Villian signing, you know. So, so my best friend is is a Chelsea fan, and I've watched Chelsea quite a bit to pick up dirt on them mostly. So, uh, you know, I've watched them play, and uh, you know, Villian was severely out of form for for a while, and he's returned to form after this lockdown. And I don't, I feel why, that this might why? become a that, make- That's my worry. Why does he come? Oh, it's just because of his contract. He's just about to run out, and then he comes into form. That's yeah. Exactly, and and I don't want this to become another Mkhitaryan situation where he comes on, he's got a huge wage, and then we struggle because of that, right? Like for some reason, it feels like we aren't moving forward, and the relationship that we have with Chelsea and the players that so they sort of sell to us always, we set, we tend to get the shorter end of the stick, right? And I fear mm. that that's what's going to be the situation, really. And yeah. Potentially, why do we need a winger? Like our our issue lies in in midfield, like an attacking midfielder, a box to box defensive mm. midfielder. That is what we want. It's a dire situation right now. Since I've been following Arsenal for the last, last 17, 18 years, I haven't seen such a dead midfield. You know, and no. it worries me. You know, we had Jaka, who we can't. Get, way to get rid of, and we had Sabayos who's on loan. You know, the, the situation is just so bad. And, uh, you know, adding William to that with all of his wages is just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not its not something that I am excited about. No, it's a, it's a, it's a worry. Um, I'll have to leave that there, Rowan. But thank you ever so much for joining us. I know it's uh, been a bit of a difficult evening in regards to that. Apologies mm. for keeping you waiting. But thank you ever so much for joining us. And I, I do share those concerns. The only thing that was turned around for me was reading by David Ornstein that he was specifically a an Arteta target, which which mm. made it softened it for me because I've got so much faith in the guy. Yeah, but exactly. Let's let's just wait and see exactly. what happens. Thank you. No, I just want to I just want to end with saying that these these glasses are not because because it's it's uh, sunny here. It's because the future of Arsenal is so bright with Arteta. You know that you have to put your glasses on, right? You look, so, you look like so yeah, you look like a positive... Miami. You look like you should be in Miami Vice or something, Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, so yeah, in Arteta we trust, and uh, you know I I believe that he's gonna well, uh, he's gonna careful, take us Robert. right to the top, and we have to trust. We have to trust in him. Uh, we I do. Mean, this is New York traffic, uh, right? If you if you yeah. want to stay there, more than welcome to stay. I'm just going to get uh, Ryan's. Um, Thoughts on Coutinho, but uh, yeah, thank you ever so much, Ron. Ryan, what's your thoughts on? I'll be listening Coutinho? offline. Yeah. Yes. Take care, take guys. care Ron. Bye bye. Take care, Ryan. Bye. Bye. Uh, Coutinho. That's a. Uh, it depends what Coutinho we get. The only, it's like you said, everyone we've been linked with recently, in the last few days, it turns out Arteta's asking specifically for them players. So that gives me some faith that he knows what he's doing. Of it, he know he, he would know what to do. It's mm. just what it's what Coutinho we're going to get. Are we the one before he went Barcelona, where he was firing in the Premier League and being the creative? Three three years ago now, or four? Yeah, three, four, I think it was. It'll be four years this four January. Four years ago, he left. Yeah, it'll so that's a that's four. a worry for me. His mm. career's been so bitty, hasn't it? Um, well, and left, I haven't yes, read that he's an Arteta target. This is the difference, and. It, it's all to down this bloody Kia, isn't it? And um, of course, that, that's that what's well. worrying. Because that, it, it, I haven't, I haven't read anywhere apart from 
Williann. Williann is an Arteta target, according to David Ornstein. All the others, I haven't read that at all. I haven't read it or heard it or anything. And Tony sort of copied, you know, I think this is from uh, our blog um, put out there earlier. Williann, agent, Kia, Kia. Coutinho, agent, Kia. Uh, Louise, Kia. Pablo Marie, Arturo Canales, who's the mate of Raul, who wrecked Emery into the Arsenal job. <laughs> it is a it is a worry, um, but I I just just hope to God that Arteta's yeah. getting what he wants, yeah, um, and, and not just having to make do with what he's given anyway. It also, I think if if it is a lo- if it is coming, it does happen. It is a loan, whatever. If Arteta wants, if Arteta does want him, or what, whatever the situation, if if he can get the best out of him that we haven't seen for since he's left Liverpool, exactly. Then, yeah. I, then I won't complain. It's. It's the other side I, where... The, if anyone will, he feet, will. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's yeah. the, it's what it's the job Arteta's done with this squad of players already in the last few months. Cause do do this, we I need forget, them both? Do, yeah, we, do we need Willian and Coutinho? Sorry to butt in. And I, and, I, don't, I don't think, I don't I think per- we do, do we? I personally don't think we need Willian full stop. I don't want Willian at all. Well, uh, do you know what, second, this is what I mean? Up until yesterday, second, I would have agreed yeah. with you. Yeah, but, that's the only thing. That's come out. I'm like, okay, if he wants him, he wants him. We'll give give him a chance. But even then, he's 32 this this weekend, and we'll give him a free. He was a three year contract. So what is the go up to? Like 35. Yeah, but we don't have to keep him for the three years. This is what I was saying. I've got my head around it. The, we yeah, don't also have to the, keep him. But the wages he's asking, for, well, what are we offering? One hundred twenty. One twenty. That, that's not a lot, is it, in this day and yeah. age for yeah, for William? She can have him after a year then. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. You know, you can go to the MLS in in a year's time after this season. And also, like I mentioned earlier, same with Cedric Suarez. People keep banging on about what a terrible signing he was. He's not a terrible signing. He's got Premier League experiences. He's a Euros winner. And who, if he's a first-team player of a top, top club, he's not going to come to be a backup, is he? So I think we've got a great backup there who's happy to be a backup. And we can sell him after a year as well. And and if we didn't give him a four a four year contract next year, we'd have to be looking at renewing him because well, he's been down to two years left. And also, we all, this fan base complains we've never had competition for all these players. Every position, yeah, we've got competition for goalkeeper now. Marcelo mm. Neno. So I was just coming, as you said, he's a Euro, he's a Euro winner with Portugal, international, fully fledged international, etc. And he, first few minutes of his debut at Arsenal, we eventually got, so he got he got. A chance to play, he scored a goal. He exactly. did, a, and he's playing fantastic. And exactly. People just, I don't know, they do my head in. Who, who do they expect to come in as a backup to Bellerin? You know, well, exactly. He provides competition, and that's why I think Bellerin suddenly in the last few games his performance mm, was a lot mm. better. Because if, if it I weren't for so. the fact it was, if it weren't for the fact it was cup tied, size would push even would have been more even more of a push towards cup, the cup semi final in the final. Yeah, I think so. At the time. At the I time. Think so. But it's, it's. I just, I, I just think we. But I just feel. I just want to turn. Sorry, sorry go on. Sorry, I do beg your pardon. No, sorry. It, it's all about getting the right players in in the right positions. Which again, if it had, if what came out yesterday about Willian, Arteta wanting Willian, that I'd still be no, nope, don't want him because a for his age and b he would. He would really improve us. All he'd give is experience, which. Does he play in the left? By the way, William, mm. he does, doesn't he? So that means he can play. Got... It, well, apparently, 
but he can play anywhere across the front three or you know across the right, left, or centre. I've, I've heard today, so he's quite happy to to play in well, any of those roles. And well, it depends on what formation in Alteta goes for, though, because if he's if he goes six with the formation that he's gone with so far, with the three centre backs and five in the wing backs, that converts into a five. There's you can either you can you can only play Willian either right or left because there's no number like, mm. central. Number number ten role, so to speak, uh, and it wouldn't make then yeah. then it, then, it, then that then doesn't make sense why we're going after Coutinho at the same time. Then we do, we need to fill mm. the positions. We need to go and address the positions that are needed. We need a mid a defence, an athletic midfielder like Partey or Decore. I don't care who, someone of that ilk, more so Partey, I'd lean towards. But if we can't get him, we have to go for a second of backups, whoever that may be, long as it is in the positions we. Fucking need because I'm sick every year for the last what 10 oh. okay anyway I'm so sick of the last 10 11 years of when you just play a we, we need an ex play in that position the player in that position to get to where we need to be and we don't address it let's wait for Andrew to come back this is interesting <laughs> exactly, Tony. <laughs> I, I, I hijacked the channel <laughs> from, from within. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, personally, we. Oh, I, I think we need at least another centre back, which we're looking at. A DM and a, gets a bonus for another season with the obligation or whatever to buy for a set price. Just go, just go with it, and then if you need get. This is the main thing for me. We've got six weeks till for the final, for, for the final, before the start. The season starts. We've got four weeks between now and the community shield. We need to be, we need to have the first team players that we're looking at ready. Here we go. Right, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what the hell happened. My internet just literally stopped. All of a sudden, so apologies for that. I don't, no, no, I don't think I've got any roadworks going on outside, but I just cut through the cable. <laughs> anyway, yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, someone trying to someone stealing the uh, the Wi-Fi in the area. <laughs> well, I think it's actually come back on my computer now as well. But uh, really, apologies for leaving you on your own now. Yeah. Just one second. Yeah, that's right. I was um, just trying. The air is hard to You're gone. No, sorry, no, carry on, carry on. Uh, I, was just, no, I was just saying, yeah, was our, I personally, if I was in charge, I want to address oh, as an A and other centre back, which we are apparently looking at in this guy from Lille, um, a, a Thomas Partey or a, some of these ilk, sort of sort of midfielder, gets a bail in for either signing permanently or get another loan with the obligation to buy him for a set price. And a book, and a. And as Tony says, a box to box, someone is going to be that link up between the defence and the attack, but have that creativity as well. Because I'm sick of year in, year out saying we need, we just need to address that area to be competing again, not going for a title or doing this or doing that. And we never do it. And it, when we do eventually do it, to do that, it's too late because in the other areas we've got to address, 
just address the areas that we need to address first and foremost and be ready before we play Liverpool at the end of this month. And if we're still signing players afterwards, they have to be what you'd call squad players. It's going again. But, um, yeah, it's... Squad players. I am here, Ryan. I am here. Yeah, yeah. Are you back? <laughs> I'm just just removed my stream that I was I was on on my phone, so I could, yeah, yeah that's, that's probably what threw you. So yeah, it's um, it is a conundrum because I think that because I, I I've never seen William really as a um, creative as a winger. Yeah. No. I, I've always seen him really as as sort of you know playing in the the, the hole behind the strikers. But anyway, yeah. I'm I, yeah. I am concerned that all the other targets are the these Kia agents, uh, you know, Kia players rather. Mm. And I just hope to God that... Um, well, aside from Partey, all the players who have been linked with are Brazilian. Well, Literally. yeah, that, it is a bit strange, <laughs> who are it, all, actually? Apart from Partey, all the Brazilians, who the, who's their agent? Kia. Yeah, I know, it's a bit odd. It is a bit odd and that is a bit of a concern. But the main thing that matters to me, like I've said, is that... The Arteta gets the players he wants anyway. Yeah. But um, I'm going to have to leave it there then, Ryan. I do apologise yeah. for that, like, that ending of the bit <laughs> strange, strange, strange. Because my, uh, yeah. Tony you know, enjoyed it. <laughs> I know. It's like an e- e- I got an Ethernet connection and it, it just literally just stopped. You know, it's just really odd anyway. So many apologies. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on. I hope to see you again soon. Yeah. Uh, have you got anything Definitely. coming up show wise soon? Uh, Friday, I'm, pla- I'm, pla- I'm hoping to do a show and, f- uh, show and follow us in the season pre- um, review. Sorry, and if obviously yeah. if you're available around, around six ish, so if you're available, I'd love to have you on. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think I am. I think I am this Friday. Do, yeah. do you know what, as well? Just want to finish off on a, on a real sort of um, plus positive comments. And uh, I've almost forgotten about the first half of the season, it's just almost gone out of my head, right? And um, I see that the the end of this season, and this is the way I'm looking at it, I'm really happy with it. I'm, I see it's a real positive, and I see the whole season generally as a positive. The way it's ended, because first things first thing, we've got Arteta now. We started mm. the season with with Emery. Now we've ended it with, I think, probably the most exciting manager around. Yeah, so that's a big big positive, and the way that we finished it by having a much better season than Spurs, who finished sixth, <laughs> knocking Wolves out of the Europa League and jumping straight into the group stage of the Europa League ahead of Spurs, who mm. have to play hey, three pod- games, which started yesterday, points. probably, uh, to get into the group stage. Yeah, the qualifiers don't I start just until... think that it, it, it's been positive. Yeah, apparently the qualifiers don't, won't start until September. They're literally going to be like, bang, 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 bang. So that's going to affect their start of the Premier League season as well. So it's all pluses there. Plus they've got, plus don't forget they've got their documentary coming out in the next couple of weeks. That'd be interesting to watch. Got the keys back. Yes.
Striking port as well, bloody hell. Yeah, Tony, while we're waiting, have you got any questions you want to ask? To kill some time. Oh dear, my ears. You ought to know what's going on. <laughs> Probably could. Oh dear. Trying to save my energy for tomorrow or the week, next few days actually. It'll be fucking scorching over there. I've got gym to deal with, so. Uh, my leg's still giving me gyps, so that'd be it. That's going to be interesting tomorrow night. Anyway. So... Oh, okay. Let's get some score updates while we're waiting. Now you're putting your footballs back underway. This evening. Right. Okay. Hello. Here we am. There you go. What the hell is going on? <laughs> How weird. Definitely gremlins. It must be. Listen, I'll, I'll sign off anyway, just in case it happens again. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, hopefully you know, on Friday then. Yeah, um, Thanks ever so much, and I really appreciate it. Thanks to everyone watching and listening. Sorry about the ending of the show. Very unprofessional. I don't know what the hell's happened. It's out of my control. Uh, give us a like, please, before you leave. Everyone that uh, watches on YouTube and give us a, a review uh, on the audio platforms. That would be fantastic. Thanks ever so much, and I'll hopefully see you next week. Take care, Ryan. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.